93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It is Wednesday, September 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, at least 11 apartment units were damaged by a fire on Tuesday, and authorities believe a candle sparked the blaze. Mm. It happened around 545 at the Fairfield Apartments located in the unit block of Country Club Drive. A couple says their two cats are unaccounted for. According to the Delaware State Fire Marshal's office, candles may be to blame for the fire that originated on the third floor apartment. No injuries were reported, but the fire caused roughly $100,000 in damage. Five families are displaced, and the Red Cross has stepped in to help. Authorities searching for Dulce Maria Alaves said Tuesday they continue to operate under the premise that the five-year-old New Jersey girl is alive. Authorities in Bridge to New Jersey say they will continue to treat her disappearance as a missing person until evidence indicates otherwise. On Tuesday, investigators were successful in reaching Dulce's father, who lives in Mexico, by telephone. The FBI apparently is working on having agents interview the father face-to-face. They hope that he may be able to shed some new light as to why the young daughter was apparently abducted from the park. Dulce uh, disappeared September 16th from a playground in Bridgeton City Park. So, Kathy, are they working on the premise that it was an intentional uh, abduction? You know what's funny? So, um, a friend of mine who works in the news industry, um, when they uh, the uh, GoFundMe scam, when right. the, the homeless guy came about... Yeah. The, the one the, that we helped. Right, the one that we helped <laughs> along. God. She said to me the first day, she goes, all three of them are in on it together. And I said, no way. She yeah. goes, I see this stuff all the time. I see it every day of my life. I'm telling you, they're in on it. And I, I said, I did not believe her. Sure enough, months later, it comes out. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Right. So with this story, I said, where is this little girl? And she goes, some, she goes, I think somebody took her on purpose. She said, not, not an abduction, but that they were trying to maybe save her is what she was saying she said i know nothing about the mother but i think there was a reason that this child was taken so and and they're still operating that you know that she's that she's alive so they haven't found any indication that she's not yeah i I did i heard a a report that said that the police don't think that it was someone who knew her that's what i heard as of now but i mean this stuff can change i i I don't know but they they seem it's it sounds like it was an opportunity a Mm -hmm. crime opportunity i don't know (laughs) But, I mean, did you hear just... that the mother is only nineteen? No, I didn't I hear did. that. I, I, did you hear that? And I yeah, also okay, heard that the, the 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 sibling was what they they were together away out of the mother's eyes. Well, they said that she uh, how far away? You was don't she? have she... a five year old watch a three year old. Well, yeah. So of course. so that's the, that you know that's the yeah. part that that perked my ears up. Obviously, the abduction is one thing, but. To have a five-year-old watching a three-year-old on the playground is uh, extremely negligent, and so I, well, I have a nineteen-year-old mom. So we have a nineteen-year-old mom who who doesn't know any. May better. not know any better. I don't know. So she's nineteen, has a five-year-old. Wow. Well, that's. I know that's right so right too. Oh, wait yeah. a second. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th- Do the math. You did hear that, right? See, I did. okay. I, I did. Yeah, I thought I heard it the other day too. Kind of in the background, I was like, wait a minute. I did the math, and I'm like. She's 19? Oh, my God. I mean, double check on we'll, that. We'll double check. But, yeah, whatever it is, obviously, the, the <coughs> mission is to get this yes. little girl back. Yeah. Absolutely. So the girl and her three-year-old brother were playing while the mother sat in a car with an eight-year-old relative. The mother told police her son soon ran back to the car crying and pointed to the area where he last saw his sister. They looked but could not locate her. An Amber Alert was issued the following day. Authorities believe the girl was taken by a man who led her to a red uh, red van. For more than a week, a small army of investigators have searched Bridgeton City Park and collected 
massive amounts of data, including cell phone communications and videos from multiple sources, including school buses and police vehicles. The hope is somewhere in that data will be clues that will lead searchers to Dulce. Now, authorities are asking anyone who may have been in that area at this time or you know anywhere around this time, and you might have photos or videos of anything. Like if you were at the park and you took a picture of your kid at the park or whatever it is. It's all helpful. They're, yeah, yeah, they're asking for uh, photos and videos, uh, and they're asking that you contact the FBI so that they can take a look at them. Lower Marion police are investigating after someone stole $7,000 worth of parts from uh, cars at Ardmore Toyota. Police say it happened early last week, but they're just releasing the video. They say a man parked his truck across the street and hopped the fence to gain access. From there, they say he carefully took off, uh, uh, he, he carefully took parts off of a 2016 Toyota Camry, including the hood, headlights, fenders, and the battery, among others. Police say that the suspect was inside for over an hour and stayed even as employees showed up for work. What? So he, yeah, he continued to <laughs> work. He was there security? for an hour. Security? How does, how, is, how does that even happen? I have no Whatever idea. Whatever happened to putting angry dogs inside? Right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, inside yeah, the fences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was, um, it wasn't a car dealership, but it was an auto body shop, and um, they had an angry dog inside their fence. And like I remember yeah. driving by and being like, I would never go no, in there. Of course, yeah. Uh, anyone with information about this uh, this theft is asked to contact police. All right, let's do sports this morning. The Phillies lost both games of their doubleheader yesterday, losing the, the first game 4-1 to one and falling in game 2, 6-5. to five. What the f*** is this? Trey Turner's go-ahead grand slam in the sixth inning lifted Washington to the win for a doubleheader sweep that assured the Nationals of extending their season and officially eliminating the Phillies from the playoff contention. What the f*** is this? The series continues tonight. Drew Smiley will get the start for the Phillies. Annabelle Sanchez pitches for the Nats, and game time is at 7.05. And it looks like the Eagles will have Alshon Jeffrey for their game tomorrow night in Green Bay against the Packers. The Eagles listed him as a full participant in yesterday's practice report. While it looks like Jeffrey is likely to return for this week's game, the Eagles don't expect to see Deshaun Jackson, who injured his abdomen and did not practice at all in yesterday's practice. The game tomorrow night at Lambeau Field is set at, for 8.20, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a bunch, Kat. So here we are, uh, ready to go on a Wednesday morning. we got a few good things lined up for you. Number one would be an opportunity to win $1,000. We've been giving away money left and right. Get in line, and let's see if you're the next one to receive 1000 bucks. Uh, it's sensational, because mm-hmm. especially when the people win and we take the calls, you can just tell yeah. how ecstatic they are. Most definitely. So we'll do that around 8 o'clock with the Money Shark. We have a stop on Fox Good Day we'll do, which we do on Wednesday mornings. Uh, we also, do we have a secret text for We do, uh, as a matter of fact. Do you want to know what it is? <laughs> oh, here we go. It's a pair of tickets for Disney in concert. Tim Burton's. The Nightmare Before Christmas with the Philly Pops. What? Thursday, October 24th. My daughter has become a huge fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's such a fun movie. Uh, do you know I've never seen it? Me neither. I, yeah. I love it and hate it at the same time. I, I Preston, I haven't either. I And my daughter's like, oh, well, we have to watch it. I'm like, all right, we're done deal. All we're right, can me and Kathy come over? Yeah, let's have a party. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's honestly, you'll love it. I right. told you, and that was, a, I was like, Oh, the nightmare before Halloween. Christmas is Halloween. The, the movie is full of earworm songs <laughs> that you'll 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 find yourself like in, you just can't get it out of your mind. You All know? right, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So we have that. So you can text the word secret to three nine three three three. 
And uh, we'll see if you can win that. Uh, we'll uh, ask you to call in later on with the word that we're going to text back to you. So get set for that. We'll also grab a random texter. So if you don't have time to stick around, it's easy to win that way, too. We also have a Not Your Average listener today. Uh, we have a doctor. I'm not going to try to say his last name. <laughs> doctor. Well, all right. I will try. Dr. David Fedgingbaum. Yeah. Fajina bomb, something like that. We'll find out. Uh, he's got an interesting to- story to tell, and uh, we'll have him stop by. And it's going to be up to you to determine whether or not he gets the cash prize. It seems interesting. Yeah, and we also have uh, lots of stuff to give away. And what yeah. I'm going to do is give away some of these right now. Alter Bridge is playing tonight at the Met, and Alter Bridge, Alter Bridge will be joined by Skillet. And Dirty Honey. And Dirty Honey is coming tomorrow morning to perform live on our studio. Awesome. Uh, so they're so, performing the day after their show. Yeah, let's do let's do five callers, and we'll give you some tickets to go to the show tonight. 215-263-WMMR. By the way, there are some tickets that remain through Ticketmaster.com. There's even Party in the Pit tickets for only $19.33. Uh, so that show is tonight, by the way, at the Met. So give us a call right now, and we can set you up with those. And we have more of those to give away a little bit later on. So a bunch, as you can see, taking place. We're going to break and uh, come back in a moment. I have a stupid question all set up for you. We'll give something away there, and we'll do the entertainment report. You know how things roll out. We'll be back in just a moment to make our way through this Wednesday morning together. Stay with us. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So this morning for the stupid question, we're going to give away some tickets in the Swede with Jackie Bam Bam, Brent Porsche for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway. Uh, So the question that I have for you this morning uh, concerns the Eiffel Tower. The base of the Eiffel Tower served as the gateway to what 1889 event? Two one five two six three WMMR. Okay, uh, the base of the Eiffel Tower served as the gateway to what eighteen eighty nine event? You know the answer. You should call right now, and we shall see uh, if you can get the correct answer and get the prize. Birthdays today. While we're waiting, a call September twenty fifth. Whole lot of them. We'll start with a very talented guy, Donald Glover. Uh, celebrates yeah. his birthday today. Yeah, I am a fan of his musical uh, Alter Ego, Childish Gambino. There's a few songs that he has that I really. Uh, really like he had that uh, last one that uh, this is America, which I thought was an okay song, but the the video is way more powerful. Yep, it is a really cool uh, video. It's, yeah, it's, uh, th- they worked really hard on that, and there's yep. a lot of symbolism in it. Yep. Uh, I think this dude could be an EGOT winner. I think he's of that talent level. Uh, he's pretty freaking good. I'll tell you this though: the word is that he's giving up the musical side, right? The childish Gambino stuff. Is he? That's the rumor. Oh, okay. That he's he more uh, on acting and directing, and he wants to do, uh, you know, uh, be more involved with that. Did you see his stand-up special? I did. It was good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a guy, yeah. for a guy who's an actor and a singer, he he did a a nice routine. Yeah. He was it was very funny. Yeah. Did you watch Community at all? I didn't. Yeah. Uh, he was good on that. Yeah. I got to watch that. His stand-up special was more, and and maybe you can sort of differentiate between the two, Steve. But like, what's the difference between a a stand-up one man show and a one man show? Uh, well, he, uh, his would fall more, I think, in a one man showish realm. Yeah. Yeah. 
an evening with, yeah. like John Leguizamo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of humor, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. So uh, anyhow, he's 36 today. Catherine Zeta Jones, the very beautiful, very talented. She was uh, with Michael Douglas at the Emmys. He was nominated for his his comedy that he does with Alan Arkin. Yeah, uh, she looks great. She's 50 years old, and it's his birthday today, yeah. too. Yeah. They share the exact same birthday. And Michael Douglas is 75, so he's 25 years exactly older than her. And what's his ritual? He goes to uh, Outback, right? Uh, for his birthday. Yeah, yeah that's what Does he likes he really? to do. That's his thing. Uh, I guess so. I think I remember that, yeah. Uh, so he turned 75 today and uh, still doing great things and part of the Marvel Cinematic University. He's great. Hank Pym. He's great. In the Ant-Man movies, I agree. Preston, if you're looking for a treadmill show, you might like uh, the Kaminsky Method. That was the one they got nominated for. I remember you saying that, yeah. And and it's uh, it's a half hour long. It's him and Alan Arkin. Danny DeVito shows up in a few episodes and he's great. I mean, he just, he steals the show, but both of them together, it's really well done. Uh, So happy birthday to those two. Also, it's Will Smith. I told you I had some big ones today. Man. Yeah, Will Smith is 51 years old today. And I guess the the next thing coming out is that movie where he plays a younger version of himself. Gemini Man, is that what it's called? What is the name of it? Something like that. Yeah. 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 So he he is basically, he is cloned and the younger version of himself, he's a world... Renowned assassin. assassin. And so his younger self, they believe the only person who could take him out would be a younger version of himself. Yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, So he's 51 today. Uh, Ada Turturro, who was uh, from The Sopranos, she played Janice. Yeah, she's great. Is 57. She related to John? Is that his sister? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heather Locklear. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Yeah, she's had a she's had a tough go of it, and hopefully, finally, is getting the help she needs. I mean, if you remember what she was—the epitome of California girl. Oh yeah. I mean, you know that. That's why when she hooked up with Tommy Lee, it was such a weird, you know, pairing. You yeah. know, her and him. But uh, yeah, so hopefully she gets over these issues because she keeps going back in. Uh, she's 58 today. Actor Michael Madsen, Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill, Die Another Day. Didn't he just have some sort of a legal thing? I think so, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of... Uh, he. Well, him, I, him and Tom Sizemore look alike, I think. Right. Uh, Tom, they have similarities, yeah, yeah. They have similarities, and then Tom Madsen's Sizemore... Not, uh, as is not Sizemore level. But, uh, he, but he, I mean, he was... Sort of headed in in that direction. Is he? Okay, yeah. but he just appeared in the latest uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, mm-hmm. there were a couple of cameos. He and Samuel L. Jackson were in that. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Yep, Michael is uh, sixty-one today. Uh, it's also Mark Hamill's birthday today. Huh. Uh, yep, Luke Skywalker is uh, sixty-eight years old today. Most recently, did the voice of Chucky. That's correct, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's he's done a lot of VO stuff with the Joker and, and other cartoons and so on. So he's, he's making a career out of that. And uh, I thought he was great in, in The Last Jedi. And, yeah. And so he's yeah, yeah. Uh, 68 today. Anson Williams from Happy Days, Potsy. Oh, my God, the legend. And, of course, <laughs> that means Casey's going to queue up the song that he yes, puts up I every am. year, that it's Anson, Wilson, Anson Williams' birthday. He was in the news recently because he filed for divorce from his wife of 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. He's 70 today, by oh, the way. Wow. Anson Williams. Mm-hmm. It's your blood. 
I think Anson Williams. I think Potsy. was probably my least favorite character on uh, Happy Days. Potsy started as a really good side. You know, he was snarky and funny, and yeah. then be- they made him sort of the dullard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so exactly. sit on it, Potsy yeah. was the thing, and then uh, yeah, that's yeah, right, sit on it, Potsy. <laughs> right, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the crap. So 70 today. And the last birthday I have is Barbara Walters. Barbara. She's 90 today. Oh, wow. I haven't oh seen gosh. her out yeah, about lately. Yeah. yeah, she looks like she's retired. I mean, f- I mean, she's she's gone through retirement phases, and, but you would still see her kind of resurface. But yeah, she cameos in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Really? <laughs> she's a pilot <laughs> she's in that, absolutely. I think, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, happy birthday to everyone celebrating birthday today on September 25th. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question of uh, the base of the Eiffel Tower. Uh, served as the gateway to what 1889 event, 215263, WMMR is the number. And I will go to Glenn and see if Glenn knows the answer. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning. Glenn, do you... Hey, thanks, man. So uh, the Eiffel Tower served as the gateway to what 1889 event? The World's Fair. You are correct. Yeah. Hold on, Glenn. Glenn is going to get himself a pair of tickets to join Jackie Bam Bam and Brent Porsche for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway. It's in a suite. It's on October 6th. And by the way, the suites are just the best spot to see. Amazing. It's fantastic. NASCAR returns to Dover October 4th to the 6th. And tickets start at 50 bucks. Kids' tickets are as low as $10. You can get yours today at Dover Speedway. Dot com. Uh, let's start with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, she shared her bridal registry on Amazon, <laughs> and it's caused a little bit of a stir on social media. While many are squealing with delight over the detailed, <laughs> the detailed list, uh, many others are bashing her on social media for selling out with an obviously sponsored list. So if you're not squealing, you're uh, you're unhappy. Is it sponsored? That's what they're. That's what the people are. People think, think the, the, so. the perception. A lot of the items are. Uh, she's being uh, paid to endorse them. Uh, so here's how she introduced it. Kathy with the post that says, "Planning a wedding is so exciting, hmm. but it can be overwhelming." Yeah, she's right. For anyone else needing a little inspiration, I thought it would be fun to collaborate with Amazon. Here you go. Uh, to share a few of my favorite registry registry wish list items. It's so easy. And you can find everything you need all in one place. That sounds natural. Okay. Items in- Sponsored. <laughs> items include a Yeti cooler, a pasta machine, a yoga mat, wine glasses, and a marble cheese slicer. And then right there in the print press, it says Jennifer Lawrence dot dot dot, I mean me. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if, are, are you supposed to buy these things for her? Or is she just saying, hey... You can do this, too. You know what I mean? I think what, well... I think she's saying, hey, you can do this, this too, too? but I wonder if it's set up where people can actually buy it. Yeah, don't you dare buy this. Because that's usually (laughs) usually what you do. You know, like a lot lot of the porn stars, Preston, will have an Amazon account, a registry. Oh, yeah, yeah. and And Instagram models. Their fans buy them stuff. Well, so Burt Kreischer somehow has something like that. He keeps getting things sent to him as well. I, I reached out, and I was like, how does it happen? Like, how do you end up getting, like, all this stuff sent? He's like, hey, you just throw a P.O. box out there and people just start sending you stuff. So there are people out there that will probably try to buy her some stuff. Oh, most definitely. I mean, absolutely. Listen, people, some people just, and and 
probably rightfully so, even though that person has loads of money. Yeah. As a thank you, as a continued thank you, they may want to offer that up. Like yeah. I've actually been, I've act, a couple of times I've been to see movies more than once just because, uh, not because I necessarily like, the, like I'll give you an example, The Dark Tower. I went to see it again because I wanted to help goose the box office a little bit more <laughs> yeah, because of the appreciation yeah. for Stephen King for writing that book. And I and I know it's a wholly different, you know, I, I just wanted to show my support and do it that way. Yeah. And and as a, even though I've paid for the books and so far, I just wanted to throw a little bit more out there. You I know what I mean? You just did it. You so, felt that way. Yeah. So I could see why people might want to... Buy a gift for somebody who's already super duper famous and here's your panini press and can get whatever <laughs> yeah. they want. Here's a panini press for you. She has something on this uh, Amazon wish list that uh, I own as well. It's the Marble Teak serving board, and uh, I don't remember where I got it, but uh, I feel like I'm I'm pretty cool now. This I... is the marble cheese slicer I spoke of. No, no, no. There's the marble cheese slicer, uh, which oh. is here, and then there's a serving board, which oh, is also board. Board. yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, in February, she confirmed her engagement to art dealer. Uh, Cookie Maroney. <laughs> or is it Cook Maroney? Cook. cook. Okay. I you like, know, you know those names. I'm going to call him Cookie. Like cookie. Hey, Cookie. <laughs> and my little cookie. Uh, let me see here. Hang on. Ron wants to comment on something. Hey, Ron. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, dude. What's up? Um, no, I heard you talking about the uh, bridal registry or the gift wish he put online. Yep. Um, Amazon's actually moving towards that. To kind of compete with a lot of the uh, like the WalMarts and stuff like sure. that. Sure, yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. that they they have uh, recruited her to promote that. All right, right. yeah, they're they're going to do an official launch. Um, it was I was on uh, the the net for a, a little while ago that it was supposedly coming out. So I guess this is like their big kind of push for it. But yeah, they're they're trying to gear brides towards registering what they want. And you can send it either to the house or you can send it to yourself and then take it to the wedding. Gotcha. This this is is their promotional push that they're going to get into bridal gift registry. Yeah, no. I'm sure they're going to start doing baby registries also. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, thanks, Ron. People already do it anyway. You know, I mean, a lot of the stuff you get, you'll get, you know, that way. Yep. All right. uh, Other stories. Jenna Dewan. Yes. Uh, is expecting her first child with Steve Casey. She shares a six-year-old daughter with Channing Tatum, named Everly, of course. Uh, the actress and dancer. I thought she was a singer. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, that's where that clip came from. No. Yeah. No. no. It's not? It's intern yeah. Julie. Intern Julie. No kidding. Yeah. 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 Okay. Who right. are you often confused with Jenna Dewan? Well, intern Julie was a singer? No. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. Jinx, oh, my God. Kathy legit answered that question. Uh, so the actress and dancer shared her happy news with people saying we are beyond overjoyed and couldn't be happier to be expanding our family. This will be the first child for Casey. Uh, Casey and Dewan were first linked in October of 2018, but they reportedly got together a few months before that. Uh, she's been a busy bee as of late. She recently She's starred a singer, right? In- no, 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 she was a dancer. dancer. Uh, She recently starred in Fox's medical drama, The Resident, and will next be seen on Netflix's soundtrack and is publishing her wellness book called Gracefully You on October 22nd. It's really easy to be graceful when you're her. Oh, she's stunning. She's amazing. On Instagram, she described the book thusly. 
by saying it's all about learning to connect deeply and find happiness in every aspect of your life through all the ups and downs. Really? Yeah, everything. Hmm. Uh, it'll be full of stories and photos from my life. Ah, bullshit. <laughs> as well as suggestions for home, health, and relationships to help you live your best life. To live your best life. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Janet DeWall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, start with being a perfect physical specimen. Step one, perfect and wealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, bachelorette, bachelorette alum Tyler Cameron is opening up for the first time. Oh, my God! About his alleged relationship with supermodel Gigi Hadid. This is awesome. Now, E.T. grilled Cameron about their relationship, asking him what their status is. Okay. Uh, Cameron was uh, tough to pin down. He was very tough to pin down because of the size difference. Uh, He said, we're just friends. What? He said, we're just friends. Oh. I mean, that's... I checked out long ago. That's that's just where we're at. Did you know on my home planet I was a botanist? I'd heard. (laughs) Here I am doing gossip reporting for E.T. He had said that uh, we're just friends, and that's uh, just where we're at. Our relationship doesn't need to be public. She's good people. She's good people. She's just good folk. She's an amazing person, and we just keep... We're just keeping it friendly. That's awesome. Uh, He added, uh, I'm at the point where I don't really want to talk about my relationships. I've dated publicly, so I'm trying to date privately, and I'm not in love with anybody right now. He said, I'm in love with myself. Oh, my my God. I made love to myself last night. Yes. Steve, I love me. I love me. Yeah. Mm. It feels good when I touch it. Uh, Cameron and Hadid were linked just days after he and Hannah Brown were photographed having a sleepover. Does he see shutting the F up in his future? Uh, that came after she dumped uh, fiancé Jed Wyatt on television. Brian, uh, I love you. Brown. Brown I love Brown. Wasn't pleased with his behavior and said as much at the time. Now, since Hadid and Cameron were first linked. I love Hadid. They were photographed out together multiple times with her friends and sister Bella. And he even attended her grandmother's funeral in the Netherlands. That's how you know you got it. Yeah. When you Uh, get that funeral invite, then you're a boyfriend. uh, Cameron said of Hadid, she's an amazing person. We have a great time together. She's amazing. Uh, Cameron may have taken a cue from the Hadid sisters as and uh, is himself pursuing a career in modeling. Ah, well, he already was a model. Okay. Was not aware of that. He's done underwear modeling. Oh, that's right. We saw the picture. Yeah. Uh, But he admits. He's so stupid. He doesn't remember that. He admits he has a ways to go before being in the same league. He, league. he said, uh, she's a bit more big time than I am. Uh-huh. She's pretty good at what she does. Oh, boy. So that's what uh, <laughs> Tyler Cameron had to say. It'd be amazing if he shut up about all of that. Khloe Kardashian is stripping down in a bid to give her sister, Courtney, uh, her reportedly troubled lifestyle business endeavor, Poosh, a push. Poosh. Yes, she's <laughs> right. Poosh. The product line that sounds like a queen. <laughs> Poosh. Steve. The only line endorsed by grizzly bears. You know what would be great? You, that really explosive diarrhea type fart that you have, like, that should be their sounder for every time you Poosh. say the name. Poosh. Yeah. Poosh. The 35-year-old posed for a steamy pick. With the side of her body facing the camera and a hint of her backside peeking out while opting to cover her chest with bed sheets. This is Chloe. That breeze in your panties. Uh, Chloe. 
Uh, Chloe has been uh, creating sizzling photo shoots recently, just days earlier posting a shot on Instagram that recreated an iconic look from Anna Nicole Simpson's White Hot Guess ads circa 1992. Anna Nicole Smith? Uh, Yeah. It says she even inspired her ex, Tristan Thompson, to leave a thirsty comment saying, Perfection. I'm thirsty for you. Which he later deleted. Uh, despite I Chloe, just made a push just for you. Despite Chloe and Tristan's messy split after he cheated on her publicly with uh, Jordan Woods, they are trying to co-parent their baby, True. This is case. horrific. When I look at pictures like this, because Co- Chloe was actually the one I kind of liked the most because she seemed the most... Uh, Personality-wise? Real, yeah. yeah. Well, and now it's... She, so, what's that? She, I'm sorry, Steve. She needed to have the most personality because uh, she wasn't as pretty as the other sisters. So that's why she had to come off as, like, you know, nicer and more down-to-earth. Uh, by the way, Kathy, so she she did this recreated look from Anna Nicole Smith. Mm-hmm. I noticed you posted kind of a recreated shot of you yesterday. You were doing a little Marilyn Monroe oh, oh. <laughs> thing on no, a boat. No, it wasn't really recreated, but uh, my did dress skirt- just, oh. yeah, my dress completely <laughs> flew up and I had to uh, catch so it. She was doing the seven-year itch <laughs> yeah, thing? So, uh, yeah, on the, uh, you're on a ferry, right? Or yeah, I was yet? on a yacht yeah. um, in uh, the Hudson. I was at a wedding over the weekend, and oh. uh, yeah, my cousin got married, and it was, God, this place was absolutely beautiful side note being on this uh this yacht traveling through we saw the statue of liberty we saw the city skyline we saw the freedom tower like it was amazing i've never seen new york from that perspective it's oh gotta be God. pretty cool it was awesome i used to do it all the time because yeah. you know, we would do the spirit cruises with uh, dre in new york and go out and do those things and they were awesome and uh i remember you know preston seeing the actual world Trade yeah. Center. Yeah. It, was just, it was just a magnificent skyline. Wow. All right, anyhow, moving on. Speaking of Kylie, the billionaire makeup mogul is launching a collection in partnership with luxury Parisian fashion house Balmain. The 22-year-old announced the project on Tuesday. It will be a collab led by herself and Balmain's creative director, Olivier Rousting. Uh, the product line will include new shades in her high-gloss lip kit and Kai Shadow Palette collection. The hell is this? With prices ranging from God six, almighty. 16 to $75. Poosh and Dewan telling us how to be a better selves than this crap. The collection will drop Friday, uh, timed to coincide with Balmain's 2020 Spring Summer Fashion Show in Paris. And I'll spare you the quote from uh, Kylie, if unless you want to hear it. Go ahead. Okay. I've always been a huge fan of Olivier's work for Balmain. His designs are so unique, and whenever I wear one of his pieces, I feel confident and beautiful, and that's how I've always wanted my fans to feel when they wear Kylie Cosmetics. I want my fans to feel this way. About a year ago, Olivier and I decided to team up to collaborate on an incredible makeup collection to be used exclusively in the Balmain Spring-Summer 2020 fashion show. Balmain, you're enchanting. At Paris Fashion Week this year. Kylie, I've discovered a new way to rip off people. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm you know so- how you fraudulently told people a lip kit gave you surgically enhanced lips? Well, wait till you see what I have in store. And I'm so honored. A 10 foot penis. To be, but it's rubber. To be working with Olivier to create the makeup look for the models walking the show. So there you go. What a world. All right, I have some other fun things. Do something manly. Fart. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Mike, the Situation Sorrentino. Yeah. There you go. Is ready for change after his stint in prison for tax evasion, he tells E.T. Is he out? He's out. Uh, Yeah, he said, I definitely feel like I'm a changed man. Uh, He continues saying, it's fantastic. I have my beautiful wife next to me. 
I'm healthy, I'm sober, back at work with my best friends on the number one show on MTV, and just living the dream. So I guess Jersey Shore Family Vacation is the number one show. I guess so. On MTV. He credits his wife, Lauren, with helping him stay positive while he was in prison. Does he feel like he's been re- rehabilitated, Preston? Uh, For tax evasion? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Eight months Absolutely. in? Without a question. Yeah. Uh, so just mark your form and move along. <laughs> All right, how about this? This is interesting. So John Cryer uh, has been as transfixed as the rest of the nation has with uh, Demi Moore's juicy memoir called Inside Out. came out yesterday officially. Trouble is he's one of the subjects that Uh-oh. she covered in her tell-all. In a negative way? No, not at all. She wrote that uh, during the filming of the 1984 film No Small Affair, which I had to go back and look up because I don't not remember Not for me, yeah. Uh, she revealed that she deflowered him. What? Yeah. John Cryer? John Cryer. Lost his virginity to Demi Moore? Well, he, so here's what she says, and then he, he counters. Okay. Shut your mouth. She said, it pains me to think of how callous I was with his feelings, that mm-hmm. I stole what could have been such an important and beautiful moment for him. Wow. Or from him. But Cryer uh, does not blame her for making that assumption. She was off base. He said, well... The good thing about this is she doesn't have to feel that bad about it anymore because while I'm sure she was totally justified making that assumption based on my skill level <laughs> and the stunned look on my face at the time, I had actually lost my virginity in high school. And he said, but she's right on the other part. I was over the moon for her during a very troubled time in her life. I have nothing but affection for her and not a regret in the world. So they did have sex. She thought she had deflowered him. He had already lost his virginity, but he was he was younger than her, clearly a lot younger. Yeah. But could you imagine? Well, uh, and especially 1984 Demi Moore, she was so beautiful. I yeah. mean, she still is a very pretty woman, but she was just gorgeous, man. I might have just comped to that fake story yeah. and just gone with Demi Moore. But she's really she's really putting it all out there in this book. I'm I, I may have to I, I don't really read memoirs, no. but that one might have some really interesting stuff to check. Especially out. Especially because the sweet spot sits right in um, a lot of our pop culture awareness. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Uh, let's see here, Joaquin Phoenix. This happened a few days ago, but but Joaquin Phoenix uh, stormed furiously out of an interview. When asked if his Joker portrayal could incite uh, mentally ill fans, uh, apparently an interviewer said, aren't you worried that this film might perversely end up inspiring exactly the kind of people it's about with potentially tragic results? Uh, he had noted that the the critic had noted uh, his Joker was an unstable, self-pitying loner with a mass shooter mindset. Well, he walked out. But he did agree to return an hour later after his uh, PR rep negotiated a conversation. He also left his wallet there. Oh, did he? So he had to go back. Come back for this, but I'm still mad at you. I am very interested in seeing that movie, and we do have a screening. We'll do some movie screening passes in a little while, so get yourself set to win those. You know the accolades. I mean, it it was uh, at the Cannes Film Festival, it took the top honors. Wow. Yeah, so this is no no fly-by-night film here. Yep. Uh, I've not seen photos yet, but Jessica Simpson took to social media yesterday to reveal that she uh, ended up weighing about 240 pounds while she was pregnant with her daughter, Birdie. Uh, Since welcoming her six months ago, Simpson has dropped 100 pounds. Uh, She and her husband, Eric Johnson, also share Ace, who is six, and Maxwell, who is seven. I I, I follow her on Instagram because I need to. I just need to know what Jessica Simpson's up to. I I think she's looked fine. Yeah, the picture yesterday, she looked great, but... 
Even, um, you know, Botticelli-esque, she looked great. Yeah. She posts like a drunk picture or drunk video not that long ago. I can't remember if it was her or Britney Spears, but I thought, oh, God, here we go again. Really? Oh, yeah. of her crapping on a cafeteria tray. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, was the... That's easy to overlook. No. Uh, hey, hey, y'all. It might not be her because Nick's scrolling through her Instagram and she kind of looks put together in all of these. Which What's the one with the flamingo there? Is that her, Nick? Sorry. I don't think so. No, that's not. No, that's... That can't be. Uh... That's just a model. Okay. Uh, that's right, because she has her, her lifestyle brand. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, her okay. probably that's her right. suit. Uh, how about this? We just had uh, M. Night Shyamalan on not that long ago, and he couldn't st- speak too much about this, but Apple TV Plus will present a peek at uh, Shyamalan's new series at New York's Comic-Con next month. Servant will bow on Thursday, October 3rd. Did you watch a little teaser uh, at trailer? The Hammerstein Ballroom. No, I did not. So you're in a living room, and there's something on uh, the TV. It's an old, It appears to be like an older-style TV, or maybe I'm misreading that. Anyway, there's one of those swinging kids' seats, mm-hmm. you know, baby seats in front of it, swinging back and forth, and the camera comes around to show the baby who looks artificial. Oh, It looks okay. weird, yeah. The description says it follows a Philadelphia couple who are in mourning after a horrific tragedy occurs. So there you go. Maybe yeah, the baby yeah. had died. Opening the door to a mysterious force that enters their lives. Uh, so that uh, Apple TV Plus launches November 1st, by the way. They were airing a bunch of commercials, Steve, on uh, on Sunday during the Eagles game for Apple TV Plus, including this one. And uh, the baby's eyes, I don't know if they're like CGI'd or whatever, but it's they're huge. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's creepy, but it's like it looks like typical night eerie something's going on stuff well of course you know that's thank god that's free out of the gate because um i'm joint i'm now i'm excited for the disney channel and all that other crap did you say the apple's free for a year it i believe it is all right nice uh let's see here this is big uh two-time oscar winner and four-time golden globes winner tom hanks has been named as the recipient of this year's cecil b demille award from the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. You know what he gets? He gets a year's supply of poosh. Wow. Yeah, which is an amazing honor. Uh, the honorary award will be given at the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards on January 5th at the Beverly Hilton. Uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is proud to bestow the 2020 Cecil, Cecil B. DeMille Award to Tom Hanks, said the president, Lorenzo Soria. Uh, for more than three decades, he's captivated audiences with rich and playful characters that we've grown to love and admire. As compelling as he is on the silver screen, he's equally so behind the camera as a writer, producer, and director. We're honored to include Mr. Hanks with such luminaries as Oprah Winfrey, George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Martin Scorsese. And Lisa Vanderpump. Barbara Streisand, uh, to name a few. He he points out a career highlight. He says when we actually put those large cardboard cutouts on the side of the carousel at the camp out, Preston, of Tom Hanks, he said that was it. A high point. He knew he had made it. You know, he showed up at a Canadian coffee shop last week or the week before, and I think the reason he showed up there was because there was a stupid cardboard cutout of him. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. I don't even want to hear that. I'm really pissed me off. Yeah, we tried. Yeah. Damn you, we Tom had ten Hanks. of them. We had ten cardboard. We had a cards. Ferris wheel for a charity. Yep. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. I hate him. Uh, Screw that guy. I don't. You don't deserve the award. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's. Uh, we love him. He's he he's on the top of the list of of getting to speak to. I know we uh, have we spoken to him no. on the phone before. No. Not even no no, no not even that nothing. Nick I, talked to him for yeah, a minute. I got a minute and a half. That's of what it yeah, was. It was. And then he asked you, "Where's your cardboard cutout?" You said you didn't have one. And he <laughs> right. walked away. He spit in my face uh-huh. and ran away. Well, I did ask him about. Uh, or I made a joke about Kathy and Wilson, and so he said, uh, "Tell Kathy, tell Kathy that Wilson says hi." 
Yeah, that was one part of the interview he didn't like. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty much wrapped up right after yeah, that. But he yeah. put a cigarette out on your forehead. <laughs> he was in town for uh, the John Adams premiere. Correct. All right, uh, Guillermo del Toro is Love set him. to publish a short story collection with Amazon in 2021. Uh, and let's see, he had said, uh, throughout the years, I've been inspired by reading short stories from ghost stories to fairy tales, and now I have the privilege to create and share my own. Uh, he's not the first Hollywood star to partner with the company. Amazon also announced a plan to publish a collection by Mindy Calling in the summer of next year. Uh, and also, one last thing, Josh Safdie and Benny Safdie's crime thriller starring Adam Sandler uh, has dropped a trailer. I watched this trailer. Did you watch it? No, uh-uh. Uh, it's, um, so he, it's Adam Sandler, unlike uh, how you've ever seen him. It's a real gritty, grimy sort of thing. Apparently, he's a diamond importer. Yeah. It says that uh, the film follows jeweler Howard Ratner as he makes bets that could lead to a huge windfall or destruction. Uh, the film also stars Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Julia Fox, Kevin Garnett, uh, Dina Menzel, uh, Eric Bogosian and Judd Hirsch, and uh, that will come out on December thirteenth. By the way, I like that he takes those chances. I do too. In dramatic roles, he's actually really good. Yeah, uh, you know, we said Rain or Me. Oh my God, he, he is fantastic in that movie. All right, we are ready for the clips. By the way, we did talk to Adam Sandler. If you're listening, Tom Hanks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wrinkles the clown. A documentary that takes place in Florida follows parents that can hire wrinkles to scare their misbehaving children. Huh. Wrinkles, a 65-year-old retired military veteran, discusses just what exactly his gig entails in this clip. Here we go. People pay me to go scare their friends. Uh, people pay me to go dance at their parties. Uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of things, bar mitzvahs and whatnot. Ever since these kids put me on the internet, I my floor rigs nonstop. It's ridiculous. I had three testicles. What? What is this? Uh, apparently, he's uh, that's his. He's wearing his mask. It sounds like oh. he's his character. Wrinkles the Clown will hit theaters on October fourth. So, oh, it's a uh, movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's documentary. a documentary. Huh. Next clip. <laughs> the gang goes down in history as the season premiere of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" makes the show one of the longest running comedy <laughs> series. Ever. And here Glenn Howerton remembers creating the hit show with Rob McElhenney and Charlie Day. The three of us didn't really have any preconceived notions as to what a half hour of television had to be, which we, I think, used well to our advantage because we were able to, I don't know, just do, do what we felt like we thought was funny. I mean, like, I've always thought the two of them were just the funniest, smartest people I've ever met. So if I could make them laugh, I know I was on the right track. Yeah! Season 14 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is tonight at 10 p.m. on FXX. Gotta watch it. Um, if you have any time, I strongly urge you to go through the outtakes of each season because uh, there are many times when uh, Glenn is the one cracking them up. Really? You know, because of Glenn's self-aggrandizing way you know, on the show, you know? Yeah, 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 and yeah. his deliveries yeah. <laughs> are just... Great. Char- of course, uh, Charlie Day has his share as well. But And Danny DeVito, uh, you know, just in the stuff they put him in. But when they lose it and can't get it back, it is some of the funniest stuff you'll ever see. I mean, the show is, of course, 
How many times, Casey, do you watch the Family Feud episode? Oh my! Well, I've watched it at least five times. Yes. Uh, most recently, a little less than a month ago. Just staggeringly funny. So Each one of them individually are so great. You know what I mean? It's, and as an, ens- an, an ensemble, they're just unstoppable. You can't beat it. Yeah. So that's awesome. All right, uh, and that's what I have in the entertainment. We've had them on the show. Uh, we yeah. have. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Mr. Hanks. You're listening. <laughs> Uh, I want to give away some of these uh, screening passes. <laughs> we had mentioned that uh, we have a screening of Joker, and it is next Tuesday at the UA Riverview Plaza. This is an IMAX screen, by the way. Uh, it will be at 7.30, so you need to be there by 7. Three callers right now, 215-263-WMMR. You will be in the theater for that premiere. It doesn't open nationwide until Friday, October 4th, so let's get you on board. We will take a break. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize this week is a trip to Hollywood to see the premiere of El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. You need the letter of the day, so stick with us till the end of the show. We'll get it then, and uh, maybe you'll be on your way uh, for that very, very cool party. We'll give it away on Friday. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. The President Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, if you don't mind, I have a couple of shout outs I want to do. Uh, this one says, uh, hey, Preston, even though my sister has repeatedly heard my brother and I reference the show, she was not a listener. Uh, this week... She was looking for suggestions for podcasts to listen to. I proposed the Preston and Steve five-day challenge. Wow. She texted me today and said she is she completed day one and loved it. She even had people asking her what she was listening to because she was laughing out loud. Looks like you might, uh, you might be getting a new listener. So if you get a chance, could you please send a five-day challenge shout out to Karen in Pennsburg from her sister, Sue. So this is from Sue Clausen, uh, and she said, that's money. You rock, Sue. So here's there's a shout-out for your sister. Another one. Karen. That's awesome for both of them. And welcome on board. And keep in mind, we've mentioned this many times over the years. I think it's uh, part of the reason that we, we've grown our audience was we asked people, because people don't change their listening habits no, that often. Uh, I wouldn't. They like what they like. And, and uh, we said, well, listen, when you're not listening to whatever it is you really like to, just go over here and listen to, to listen to the podcast. Check it out for five days. I'll never bother you again if you don't like it. But at least try it, and then the argument will be over. If you don't like it, then then we won't even discuss it any longer. Yeah. But if you like it, then we'll have this in common, and it'll be great. So. And hasn't the reaction been? Oh, except for there was one murder suicide, but otherwise, it was other all, than that, it was all good. One tiny blemish. One, yeah, we call that a little blemish on the history of the five day challenge in our record. Uh, and then here's another one. It says, "Hey, um, this is from Donna. Can you give my boyfriend Patrick a big shout out? He's an avid Preston and Steve listener, WMMR aficionado. Uh, he's recovering at home from major surgery and has just been deemed cancer free. Oh, that's awesome." Uh, you guys make our day, and we have been out to many of your events, working all your life, and then being told you must be idle is a hard one. A shout-out would be an awesome uplift to his healing, and I would much appreciate it, too. You guys are the best and rock regards, and that's from Donna Duna. So Donna Duna. Here's a shout-out for Love Patrick that. from Darn- Donna Duna. So thank you. Um, I want to talk about nipples. All right. Okay. There's, there's a couple of nipple stories in the news, believe it or not. Yes, it uh, seems to be one of those nipple weeks that happen occasionally in the news. Uh, I'm going to start with this. Fort Collins, Colorado has decided that it's not worth the money to fight for its ordinance banning women from appearing topless in public. 
And it is a victory for the Free the Nipple global movement, seeking equal treatment for women. Uh, in February... Who exactly is fighting this? The 10th Circuit Court of Appeals upheld a federal judge's conclusion that the law amounted to unconstitutional discrimination. It was based on negative stereotypes depicting women's breasts, but not men's breasts, as sex objects, the court concluded. Uh, so the ruling rejected the city's concern that striking down the ordinance would lead to women parading in front of elementary schools or swimming topless in the public pool. The nearby communities of Boulder and Denver allow female toplessness, uh, but there was no evidence of any harmful fallout in those cities, the court said. So they haven't seen... A lot of nude parading. They haven't seen the fear of women walking around topless all the time. Right. They've just... Uh, it's just not It's not illegal anymore. So, so you know, like at the school bake sale, the women selling the uh, the cakes and stuff can be topless, is what you're saying. I, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. But anyow, but they've... Uh, they've I'm allowed, all out of muffins. I sold everything. Uh <laughs> Uh, Fort Collins decided this month not to appeal the decision, having spent more than $300,000 defending the law. Uh. And now the city has formally removed the law from its public nudity statutes. Uh, the prohibition on public exposure of breasts by women and girls over 10 years old is now gone from the city code as of this week. I know I can say, and I'm sure you can agree with this, a lot of dudes that walk around with their shirts off, I'd prefer not to see as well. Oh, so my they, God, they, yes. This, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It ain't no thrill, you know? Yeah, agreed. Uh, with, but, but I'm not offended by it. No. You know what I mean? So, uh, with no guarantee of success in the Supreme Court, the city council concluded that money was just better spent on other city priorities. So they're going to, rather than fight this uh, lawsuit, they're just going to say, okay. They're diverting a lot of that uh, money towards a program where they're going to create a whole bunch of Tom Hanks cutouts <laughs> in an effort to, get them um, to Cap- attend one of their functions. You uh, you spend a lot of time down the beach. I, I've seen more female butt cheeks. Yeah, but that's uh, just the style of That is the too. fashion, yeah. yeah. It is what... Go ahead. No, I mean, it's just what I was going to say. It's yeah, just, like, I don't I think mean, it's not somebody who's being, you know, uh, adventurous. It's literally the bathing. There was a couple of summers ago, I did not purchase one new bathing suit yeah. because I I can't wear that. I'm not but, wearing a bathing suit well, bottom like that. Why is that not adventurous then? You know what I mean? Because like it's it, just the style. It's out there. It's it. That's all they sell. So something's being worn. In other words, with the with that particular bathing suit, anyway. something's being worn. But it's just in, it, it exposes your complete ass, basically. Yeah, I mean, so these the, the, in this case, it's being completely topless. It's not like you're wearing something that's that's like a style, right? That like I mean, massive underboob or something. Yeah, unless you know, going topless became like a new trend, right? I mean, I case it. Listen, for me, it is, it would be adventurous to wear a bathing yeah. suit that went all the way up my ass crack. I mean, style or not, you're still exposing a part of your body that's not n- that wasn't the norm for a long, long time. So whether it's your boobs or your your ass cheeks, I just think like what you're. So I think now it is the norm. Mm-hmm. So it's not at, like I, I see it too, and I'm like, oh, there's another girl with her butt out. Like it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. If I saw somebody topless, I'd be like, oh, all right. You know what one still catches me off guard when I see it is the um, pressing. You've, you've seen it. Uh, we talked about it. I think um, Ashley uh, was, was wearing one in, in, in her post where it has the very clear strips of plastic on the side so it just looks like there's a... Like a front? <laughs> right, just a patch over the... Uh, it looks like a micro... Yeah, yeah. Uh, like micro bikini? It just looks like it's... 
that part is just taped over yeah. the JJ, yeah. and everything else is uh, is nothing. It's pretty wild. It is pretty wild. Yeah. So it reminds but, me of what grandma used to wear. But Kathy, do you think the style is going to come back where the entire butt will be inside a bathing suit? I mean, and probably. you're just holding on to old suits because you can't find new ones. Sure. I mean, like at some point, yeah, it will. I mean, the the high waisted, which was you know so long ago, is now a, a trend too, and they're just doing the high waist with the you know back up the the butt crack. But yeah. you are know, you concerned that your bathing suit currently has a picture of Joey Lawrence on it? <laughs> I was, speaking of fashion, I read something the other day that the, the mom jean thing is going to get even bigger uh, this coming season. season. Is that, that yeah. right? Like, like it's coming up even higher, like above the belly button oh my, and everything. Wait, yes. Yeah. I, like Bernie Sanders high? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. they are. Like they... Fred Mertz. <laughs> That high? Yeah. That's You're basically right. hanging off his chin. Yeah. They the are belt goes so, around his nose. They are extremely high. I, yeah. I tried a pair on. I was like, this is... And I kind of have like a shorter t- torso, so it was not working for me at all. It was basically underneath my boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, can I point something out? This is totally separate from Please. the nipples. I'm going to come back to the nipples here in a moment because there's another story. <laughs> oh, good. But I looked at the photos from the Bitch Box evening oh, that yeah. we had the other night. They're and, up on the website. Yes, they are up on WMMR.com, PrestonandSteve.com. They're great photos. And I have to say, because I've seen more than one picture, Casey and Kathy make a really cute couple. They oh, do. Oh, God. Yeah, we, we really do. We do. We do. Uh, and in fact, there should be a Nicholas Sparks novel written about you, too. <laughs> there, there's a picture of the two of them on the runway, and you guys look, dare I say, Adorbs. Well, tote, totes adorbs. <laughs> we have adorbs. that and the uh-huh. picture of the two of you on the bike. On the bike. That's my favorite picture. You guys are adorable. And it always looks like we're just seconds away from full-blown sex. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here, here's the thing that I notice about her, you know, with me, is that she always looks like she's, like, happy and having fun. Having fun. You would I never know how much she hates you. you. I know. That's what I mean. I don't hate you. No, I know that. But what I'm I mean, saying is, you, what, I'm, what I'm saying is... Uh-huh. I, I think I bring the joy out in you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> she seemed to really entertain that. No, I don't hate you at all, and I do have fun with you. I think that was it was fun to walk the runway with you. Uh, I brought the joy out of Casey this morning. I actually made him fart. Oh my god! What did you say? What did you say? What? It was you... about it was about private parts, not yeah. the movie. No, it was, uh, a, it was a labia joke. Yeah. And and the punchline <laughs> and the punchline yeah. went mirror 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 mirror. <laughs> And he actually, yes. Like one of those with a juice harp? Yeah, like a juice harp. Beer, meer, meer, meer. And uh, he actually <laughs> farted out loud laughing. I felt I'm, I'm pretty happy. It was good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. By the way, if you would like to see the pictures from the Bitch Box Party, they are available at uh, PrestonandSteve.com. And our models oh. look fantastic. They're, you know, some of them are our calendar girls. Some of them are listeners to the show. Some of them are friends. They just did a great job. They were wonderful. And you can see the the full spread of the of the pictures uh, on the website. And who's just, the photographer again, uh, Kathy? Christopher Kerr is yeah. photography. He's great. Um, he did an awesome job. Yeah, yeah, he did a really nice job. So you can, uh, there's a link to his website there, too, if you're looking for any photography needs. And there's actually a photo of myself I actually like. I oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You look great. It's me in my, in my uh, on-point shirt. On the microphone. On point, right. As, as Terry, Terry said. Myers. Yeah, that I was There was nothing point. I like. I never like pictures of me. Ever. Neither do Ever. I. But this one, uh. I actually, I'm like, earmark that, save yeah. that. That's, I prove. That's Very the, rarely do I, I see a picture of myself that I actually Use it as like. your avatar. Like, yes. I hold on to yeah. one picture. That's always the picture I send out. <laughs> it's actually my grade school picture. It's, I'm actually holding a, a, a little board in front of me that says uh, S- uh, Cedrus Avenue uh, Elementary School. Usually my avatar pictures are joke pictures. So, like, currently, I think That's a good my, picture. 
My, yeah, thank uh, you. That's the photo we're showing it here. What's your uh, your avatar photo? I think my Twitter one might be me as Herman Munster, <laughs> and then uh, then I have another one. It's the uh, the high school um, yearbook picture, but me as a girl. Okay, uh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, because I hate every. In, in fact, Kathy, you sent me a picture. You're like, oh, here's here's a good pick. For I don't know, like maybe to gram it out or something like that. I'm like, nah, I look fat. I, I tell you something. Yeah. I think there's another picture yeah. that's better than this of you what? when we're standing by the step and repeat. Uh, I'd have to. I gotta yeah, go see yeah. that. So uh, I'll, I'll uh, let me let me decide. I know, Case. I thought that was such a good picture of you that <laughs> yeah. I did send it to you because I thought you would put it out on social media, and you were like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Now you can see my love handles like big time. Uh, speaking of things that we hate, can I just say this? I love our sorority, yeah, but I hate that we're Zeta Ada Pi. I I I, we, I want to. We well, let's supposed... change something that's been incredibly successful. Yeah, no, 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 no. It should have been. It the, the letters make no sense. They should have been just eight a pie or iota eight a pie. It would have been i eight a pie. We, and so we... I'm only saying this because Marissa's not here today, and she's the one that changed it to Zeta eight a pie. So I can say this because she's not here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't. I didn't have any part of it because it wasn't a part of Greek life, and I had no idea what no those idea. letters meant. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, sure, fine. That's the name of it. Whatever. Uh, we have great events. It's a lot of fun. We're not going to change it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, sorry. Uh, Marissa, by the way, is in Dallas. She's yes. away for a couple of days. His big uh, national association. Trying out for the cheerleader. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. National Association of Broadcasters Award. They're starting uh, a more diminutive crew called the, the Cavs Girls. <laughs> so uh, so she's out for a couple of days. And Connor is here, who is uh, more than qualified to uh, to fill in. No, we, we, yeah, that's position. awesome. What were we talking about? Nipples. Nipples. We're talking about nipples. So, uh, and, and photos as well, to, since we were talking about the pictures from the, the bitch box party. Uh, Ivanka Trump was at the uh, Misha Nonu wedding in Rome, and then she was at the United Nations General Assembly, and Steve sent over some pictures, and I guess Kathy, <laughs> I don't know if she did this on purpose or whatever, but um, she's uh, she's clearly not wearing a bra, and she's got what we used to call THO. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Like I mean, nipping. N- nipping big time. Big yeah. time. Yeah, and oh. there's several hmm. photos of her. I think she does have a bra on. Uh, but yeah. maybe through that. Well, I don't yeah, well listen. You're saying that like her a... nipples are so powerful they blew little holes through the bra. No, That's... it could be like a like a sheer bra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had I dated a girl who had really big nipples. Yeah. Uh, really pointy, curved, long, hard nipples. Uh, you and, sure you weren't dating a porcupine? <laughs> and she had to uh, she had to make sure that she had padded bras every time. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, it was. Even if, right it. even if it wasn't cold or anything mm-hmm. like that, it was quite obvious, uh, and she had to she had to prepare for that. I was at the store the other day, and the cashier helping me. She was so nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, she ordered something for me, and she helped me get free shipping. So I I loved her every second of her. But God, she I'm so lesbo for this woman. <laughs> well, listen, she was not wearing a bra, and she had a white shirt on, and she had brown nipples. And oh, you could see the oh, color. You could see the wow. full. And I was like. Oh no! Why? Why? Okay. You didn't see that. My question is: Is this every? And this was actually raised in the in the particular article that was talking about this. Uh, is this ever done as a power move? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, Kathy, there's no way that? that people don't know that that's occurring. So, like, you, you other, have to she know. Knew. Yeah, uh, Ivanka that's knew. The que- and happening. that was the question raised, Nick. Yeah. Is is this used? And when it does happen, because she's obviously. She has her own fashion line. She's acutely aware of fashion. So um, 
you would, and, I'm, and my guess is, it's not like, um, you know, she doesn't check herself in the mirror. You'd be very aware well, listen, that you were. I will say, I don't know if she knew that it was happening exactly hmm. at the time, but you do know that this is that this could potentially happen to you right. throughout the day. So if she did go out with no bra or the sheer bra, she had to have known that this was a possibility. But Steve, as a power move, though, do you mean as in as in politics and business and so forth? Because yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, that. that's that, now that was raised in this article. So that was my my question. Where. Yeah. If you if it's a little you throw someone a little bit off, if you know, and um, it's like a it's I guess it's like a power suit or whatever. This look really. I'm not saying I subscribe to that notion, but that was that was well. It grabs attention. I mean, you know, we're talking about it, and she's she's a high profile person in a in a photo that's professionally shot. So this is you know, I'm sure she's aware of it. But these photos remind me of of Jennifer Aniston and Friends. I mean, the, the this type of. Tight, tight right, shirt right. with the way that the boobs are nipping out is um, really reminiscent of that show. I'm still mad that her shoes aren't available at Nordstrom anymore. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, Tissues. Damn it. It was her dad's fault. Uh, all I wear is Jimmy Choo's. So I remember, <laughs> hey, Steve, do, do you remember, though, uh, uh, it was um, not J-Lo. Uh, yeah, was it? No, not Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, that's J-Law, right? That's J-Law. Jennifer and Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. It is J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. She was doing a, a music video. This is years and years ago. Oh, and yes. they had they have uh, pictures of her assistant sitting there squeezing her nipples. Oh, yep. To make them? To make them pop. Stiff like that <laughs> so that they would come through her outfit. They were shooting a music yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. And they wanted that look. They absolutely were trying to get that look. And the dude is just standing there looking bored. With both, like, like you know, tune in Tokyo, nipples. you know, doing that yeah. whole thing. I got Our, this new zip recruiter. Yeah. Our calendar <laughs> so. shoot is uh, next week. Maybe uh, we could go and pinch their nipples. How about for charity for for, uh, <laughs> for abundance? We can auction yeah. off the position of nipple pincher. <laughs> nipple do we have pincher. a nipple tweaker that we could get on board, please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd I, like to do that, Pistinelli. <laughs> oh, oh, dear God, no. <laughs> the end of the calendar as we know yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> end of our show as we know it. <laughs> I, as a man, and go ahead and feel free to record this all you want. I always have hard nipples. <laughs> I, I don't see. I'm nipping right now. Do you see a case? Yeah. And uh, and I don't they're know what beautiful. to do about it. Yeah. And thank and you. And they're spectacular. So do yours come through your shirt? Yeah, all the time. Almost every time we do a picture together, like a oh, staff you have photo. Nipples? It's when he's near you, Kat. I just love being around. You, you need guys. to wear you. Pro- and I, you're probably gonna be like, no way. But Sports an under- bra? No, an undershirt. No. Yeah, I knew you yeah, were gonna say that. No. But is that what undershirts are for? Well, it could help. That yeah, it's just adding another layer. By the way, an, un, an undershirt. I've never really. Is that so? Um, no. Undershirts, no. Especially the, the wife beater type. That undershirt. used to be what, the thing. Why? It, what, what is that for? Because what? you walked out of the fifties. Yeah, but the, but the 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 um, <laughs> it absorbs the, the sweat before it gets to the shirt. The wife beater, not a wife beater. Yeah. yeah, all of that stuff. It's, it's like no. a tank top. Yeah, it, it takes care of your sweaty nipples. Okay. Yeah, no, it might be a no. I never, as well, but, Preston, um, I never understood that. Also, yeah. wearing a T-shirt under like a shirt that's very similar to a T-shirt. Yeah, I never got that. No. I the, the, at least the wife beater made sense on one level because it was sleeveless. Yeah, but the, I, to me, I would feel too constrained. Well, make you sweat more. Too, yeah, I would think because you're, you're the, hotter. It's another layer. The basic purpose of an undershirt is to absorb your sweat. Huh? It's there to provide a defensive layer between your body and your more uh, expensive clothing. So it's actually okay. to protect the clothing okay. from sweat. Casey's right. Yep. I don't know. I don't. I'm not really. I don't sweat through my clothes, so I never really have. I mean, I pee in my pants. Undershirt wearer. Some are uh, are worn to compress the figure in a slimming attempt and to help with nipples. Oh, okay. well, there you go. 
It's so maybe some, I need to do that. I have unsightly nipples. Mm-hmm. I don't even like to when it's when it's kind of called for. If you're wearing like a button down long yeah. sleeve and you want to wear a shirt, I don't like doing wearing a shirt underneath. It's no, just, it's too no. much. It's layers. I feel like unless it's chilly out. I, I hate, hate, I hate I wearing a, a shirt under a suit jacket. Yeah, I yeah. hate that. But I understand that, but for me, I would rather see the um, the undershirt than like a little more of your chest and the, chest hair. Yeah, and pit stains uh, are, are oh God, very, very distracting. <laughs> it's disgusting. He looks like a gorilla man. <laughs> Kathy, I have a fashion question. I have uh, V-neck cut uh, undershirts, and I also have V-neck sweaters. Am I allowed to wear a V-neck undershirt under a V-neck sweater? Are you allowed? I mean, yes, sure. Oh, does it look terrible? But same thing. I'd rather see the, the T-shirt. Okay. There. Do you know what the, is the worst? Is the, the one that's sort of like the, where they had the, the, these... Faux shirt under the shirt. Have you ever seen for these? guys? Like a, like right. a dicky? Right. Like, yeah, it's yeah. basically like a dicky. Like Eddie wears in Christmas Vacation. Right. Yeah. It's just the dumbest look. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like having faux socks come down from your 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 pants legs right. that you tuck into your shoes <laughs> instead of actually wearing. It socks. doesn't cover your your feet. It just goes down, and covers right. your ankles. It makes no sense. <laughs> That's a great yeah. idea. Like leg warmers. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Good morning. Margaret, are you there? That's oh, your language. Just lost her. All right, let me go to Aaron then. Hey, Aaron. Good morning. Uh, good morning. What's up, Aaron? I, I have super, super small nipples. Every time I take my shirt off, girls are like, "Oh my god, they're so small." Oh, is, is that normal? How big are your guys' nipples? Uh, normal. Listen, you're with the wrong women if they start pointing at your nipples and mocking you. Do you mean the whole yeah, areola mocking. as well? Yes, yes. yes, and it's going to lead to murder. Like, it's gonna lead. it's gonna lead to murder. <laughs> wow! Maybe shouldn't. I mean, it's just well, they're the nips. Size, they're the size of dimes. Maybe even small. Dimes are fine. What do you What do you want? What do you want? Know, manhole covers? Good. At least a nickel. Oh, wow. How big's your wiener though? Yeah, I, got, I got the least nickel. Yeah, he's right. I got the least nickel. Well, to, to Casey's point, how how big is your junk? Yeah, whip uh, that out when they start talking about your nipples. About yeah, I'm, I'm Irish, so I got to pull The Irish out. curse. Oh, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Join, join the club, brother. Wow. Sorry to hear that, man. Uh, Thanks for your call. Yeah, Good luck with your tiny, itty-bitty nipples. And uh, going to lead to murder. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A crazed man with super tiny nipples right. stormed a building. Well, Ivanka has uh, these photos, and obviously they were, you know, uh, they're splashed everywhere right now. But uh, she was, uh, yeah, she was popping through that top. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, curious as to whether she did it on purpose. Or do, not. do you uh, not to belabor the point here? But do yeah. you do you nip in cold weather? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I nip in warm weather too. Well, and you probably have sensitive nipples, and like your shirt just rubbing <laughs> against them. I'm not kidding. Is making them poke out. You know what? I'm rubbing them right now. How um, do they feel? It's, it's, well, it's not turning me on. Uh, but oh, that's good. We're at work. They're getting harder. As My nipples are very sensitive. Yeah. Okay. Casey, rub his nipples and please. pinch them. <laughs> yeah. Pinch them for the photo shoot. Uh, can you Jennifer Lopez his nipples up a bit? You don't even have to. But why didn't she pinch her own nipples? Like, what? I don't understand she's why you need to have a she's exactly. a star person. Yeah. Don't you know who she is? I know who she, she, she is. Pinch her yes. own nipples. She's got her own thumbs and fingers. She can totally pinch her own. You're nipples. telling me all the years of dance school and rehearsing and the blood and the sweat and all you're left with is having to pinch your own nipples? It's just. <laughs> Seems a little bit weird. It's funny what some people uh, get hung up about. So here's a text from somebody. It says, men, and in caps, it says, must wear a T-shirt under a button shirt. It's creepy, in all caps. 
if you don't, and uh, not to mention just gross. That's probably a girl. And I, listen, I agree with her, not to the all caps extent, yeah. but I agree with her. That I, agree. I like to know, see the... Creepy? Well, do you know who never wore a, a t-shirt under a suit shirt? Uh, Charles Manson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I'm restricting me, and I have pointy nipples. I did not know that. Uh, um, I just always did that, and... Um, well, you, that, it used to be the norm. You, you, Casey, you'd always put on a T-shirt under everything. under Especially under a dress shirt. I don't sweat a lot, though, if I'm not exercising. It's distracting. So when you're at, like, a wedding, you're supposed to leave your suit jacket on the whole time anyway. I hate that rule. It, it, well, it's sorry, it's the rule. The I rule know. is you don't get to take your jacket off until the groom takes his jacket Bunch off. Bunch of crap. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. What yeah. about the pants? Uh, pants are fine. Yeah. You're supposed to leave your pants on the whole time, actually. <laughs> look, look, look at my ball sack. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, that's why the vest, I think, leaves you in a gray area that, that gives you lat- latitude in that. So I, that's why I like wearing a vest. Yeah, actually, you, I like wearing a vest, too. Yeah, because you can take the jacket off, and you're, sto- you're sort of still wearing the a suit yeah know, a little right. tiny Shh. suit you're right for no, amputees i don't wear vests enough i should wear a vest do you have a vest i do i have yeah. two of them actually yeah i love a vest yeah. it looks very bondian I, I mean a vest without a suit jacket looks a little dorky what do you think um no no, no. it depends no, no, on what no, no, you're no. doing it depends I'm sorry. on what you're doing let me uh rephrase that a button-down vest without a suit jacket looks a little dorky uh like just a regular vest what's I a think? regular vest uh, like to get like a cardigan or something a like sweater. that. Yeah, sweater vest. No, no, no. I, yeah. I, this, well, like a cardigan there's... means there's buttons on it. Oh, shoot. I don't know. You're, right. you're, you're thinking of a tube top, Casey. I am not thinking of yeah. a tube top. <laughs> sweater vests are fine. Uh, button-down vests, I think, require a jacket. I prefer a vest on my tuxedo if I'm wearing instead of a cummerbund. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to under my Do you guys ever anyway. wear sweaters over your suits? No, uh, no, but if it's cold out, I think it's a good idea to start that trend. <laughs> it's a sweater suit. I want to go to an anonymous caller who wants to talk about her nipples. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning, anonymous caller. Good morning. Hi, what do you want to tell us? Oh my gosh, I have nipples that are hard all the time. No matter if I'm sweating, I'm freezing, I'm hot, I'm cold, I'm horny, I'm not. And I have to work in public places where. I can't help it. I, like, hold a clipboard in front of me. I'm trying to pull my hair down and hide them. Do you... So everybody looks at them, and it's kind of embarrassing. Now, do you you get... Do you get, um, sort of... Do you get creepy looks? Do you get... I get... Well, guys are gawking. I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. I walk to the grocery store. They look at me. I'm like... And then... And they're they're small. Do padded bras help you? I no, I swear to God, I still poke through. Wow, how? God bless. I almost want to wear band aids. Like I'm like, yeah. I started a new job, and I'm like, my girlfriend's like, you better wear band aids. <laughs> Are you busty? Yes. Okay. Right. Well, that that exacerbates so the issue. Like double, awesome. Is that a double curse or is that a good thing? Well, you, have you ever? So to the point of that, the article, the initial article that that was uh, referencing Ivanka Trump at the United Nations. Have you ever used that? To your advantage? Have you ever? No, I no. See, I'm like the opposite. Like to my boyfriend, absolutely. Okay, um, right. But they could cut glass. But it's embarrassing. <laughs> I don't want. I don't like to be like at the bar and everyone's like, "Oh, look at that girl's nipples." No, I, I, I could see that being very off-putting. Where you're like, it, it, you you feel yeah. like everyone's staring. And I work with a lot of men, and I'm like, "Oh, great! They're probably like, here comes the nipple girl." <laughs> you know what? <laughs> on, honestly, have you ever asked? Have you ever asked your doctor about it? 
Um, well, my boyfriend said if you do, um, it's a done deal. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you mean a, 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 a nippleectomy? What, what I would don't you... know if... Oh, my God. No, I mean, no, I'm curious if a doctor might have some type of suggestion for you. I don't Maybe know he could I'm move, not talking about surgery. Move her breasts forward. I don't so think it... it's surgery, but, like, I should invent something that'll do it. Like, a, oh, what about those things that the strippers wear? Oh, about the pasties. Pasties. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should look into getting those when I go to work. Maybe but here's so. the, here's the deal, though. If you show up to work and there are tassels hanging off your nipples, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. you're just going to draw more attention to them. I'll, I'll get a raise, or they'll fire me. But then I can say sexual harassment. That's yeah. right. No, I I, I think um, pasties are probably they will still poke out. You think your best bet is like like medical tape? You know, um, yeah, oh, man, I but that's got to hurt coming off. It's going to. I know. I'm like, I walk around with a clipboard because I see people looking at them. So I try to like walk around with a clipboard <laughs> or pull my hair down and hide them. I yeah. see people looking at them all the time. It's kind of, it's like embarrassing. I think you've come up with something, though, if for people who have this issue, if they could develop a bra and that had instead of cups, two clipboards, <laughs> uh, you would be, right? You just need a padded bra. Well, what about double no, bra? What no, about like a double bra, a padded bra oh and God, a sports I'm bra? All, okay, I'm already big. So walking around with that, and in the summertime, Steve, I'm, coconut oh. bra, coconut yeah, bra. Yeah. Missing oh the my obvious God! Here. There's nothing that'll penetrate that. Nope. No, if you get through that, then you got a real problem. I will. I will say this: I can't imagine. So, if you are to any uh, buxom person, or, or to be bound up in yeah. in one of those, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at where there are, they just seem so. I, I, I like. Pull on, I hate anything like that. Just makes it's restricted yes, like yeah. that. And let alone yeah. like women don't like wearing bras to begin with. So yeah, all right. Like to be well, listen. And the stay stay tuned because there's a couple callers calling in with some suggestions. I'm going to go to okay. You want me to stay tuned? Yeah, just, yeah, just, 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 just keep, on your keep radio. listening to the radio and because there's some nipples. suggestions coming mm-hmm. up. Okay. Oh, oh my god! Uh, somebody come help me. Yeah. <laughs> you want to come hold them for me at work? Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. She'll be right over. All right. Thank you. <laughs> that's the sign of yeah. your, it's like an ice cream truck plays music. That's your your nipple holding service. Uh, I'm going to go to Jennifer because she's got a suggestion. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Jennifer? Uh, well, I wanted to tell uh, that anonymous caller that there are silicone pasties that they sell in department stores in the intimate section mm-hmm. uh, that cover the nipples and keep them from poking through. And, that, and, and silicone might be more comfortable than, yeah. than a uh, fabric. Yes, and they're sticky. They stick to their... You could even go without a bra and just put those little stickies on, and you wouldn't even know. Well, well that seems go. ingenious. And, and, and so, obviously, the silicone is more inclined to stick properly, Correct. Correct. And yeah. it's a little thicker, so it blocks that whole nip poke through. Yeah, sometimes okay. women will wear those if uh, they're wearing an outfit that um, a bra doesn't look good in. So uh, exactly. th- they'll, they'll wear these, and, and they can okay. go out and, and have an outfit that uh, you know doesn't look good with a, a bra normally. Yeah, so they, for, have like, uh, they have like flower-shaped yeah. ones, yep. too. They do? Wow, yeah, yeah. that's kind of yeah. wild. They're what, kind of about, sexy. what about the uh, what they call chicken cutlets? Because a girl I know used to wear them and then eventually <laughs> maggots. Yeah, that's yeah. like to, Thanks, Jen. to fill out the bra. It's kind of okay. like if you're wearing a dress, or a lot of people wear it for uh, you know weddings and things like that. It kind of fills out the dress if you can't wear a bra. Yeah, okay. but if your girl's got magnets, tell her to... Not use actual chicken cutlets. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the problem. Yeah. Right, so I saw a uh, an adult performer one time. <laughs> what? Who had... I know, I know. It's, real, it's realistic. Who have I been working with for two decades? Who had... Her areolas were in the shape of hearts. And, Tattoos? Uh, no. No. The areolas. Yeah. Well, 
the reason I ask is that sometimes when women have reconstructive surgery, they will have tattoos done uh, of the arrows in really? a certain shape. Yeah, I, this one, this, I don't think it was a tattoo. Okay. I think somehow or another she got that. It, it looked real. So next, like I saw this person in more than one video. Okay, anyway, okay. Oh. so uh, so it wasn't like it was a one one time deal, right? Uh, and you, and you were subscribing to a service where you specifically requested. This I one. may have seen a couple like that, and I'm like, how how is that? How do you do that? I gotta see this. Yeah, what's okay. her name? Do you remember? Oh no, I'm not gonna say that. Right. Nipples, well, right, right Nipples McHardy. Uh, oh yeah, here look. Is that yeah, her? Yeah, that might be her. I don't know. It's a close-up of a nipple. It's That nipple is the sp- <laughs> the spitting image of this girl I saw. Now, uh, yeah, I just, I'm curious how they how they do that. I think everything I'm seeing here is it's surgery. Okay. It's some sort of either what Nick was talking about where you, you get them tattooed. They look pretty real yeah. when you get them tattooed. Uh, but oh. that also, they, there can be a surgery that's done. If if you find a surgeon that's willing to do it, they can make them appear heart-shaped. That's clearly what they did, Kathy, because if you look at the at the actual areola here where the bumps are around the nipple, you can see that, that it has been extended with the tattoo that is a areola-colored ink. Oh, you see, that's okay. what they did, Preston? All right, yep, I see it. Yep. I see what you're saying. Yep, correct. By the way, I thought of a new band name, Designer Nipples. <laughs> Designer <laughs> oh Nipples. We are the Designer Nipples. We have a, a Formerly list- Saint. We have a listener friend who... Uh, <laughs> Who had a double mastectomy, and uh, she's very open about it. She likes talking about it, and she has um, just full-on tattoos all over her breasts, and and it's um, sort of a sign of pride for her. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah my cousin has it too. She had yeah. breast cancer, and when she had to have surgery afterwards, um, they, I didn't know. It comes with no nipple; your nipple right. is removed. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, she had to have them tattooed on. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, listen, I just thought it was worth bringing up because. Uh, you know, I was curious about this. Did she know this is a very high-profile individual who walked out, and it was very clear uh, that she probably wasn't wearing a bra? It's part of our investigative team. It's what we do. Yeah. Preston, Preston and Steve reports. Preston, Preston and Steve reports. We need some kind of a stinger. So, They're under uh, your shirt. They're poking out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your uh, input. I do appreciate it. Uh, we do need to take a break. Let's give away some passes, some tickets to a show that is tonight at the Met. It is Alter Bridge, Skillet, and Dirty Honey. Very cool venue. If you have not been to the Met, here's an opportunity for you to go for free and check out some great music. I'll take five callers, and I will give away passes. 215-263-WMMR. Call now, and don't forget there are tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, Dirty Honey will actually be here tomorrow morning, the day after their show to perform. Which I think is amazing. Yeah, exactly. So let's get you on board. 215-263-WMMR. And as we are taking a break, I do want to mention this, uh, that Nick McElwain will be at an event tomorrow night. It is the 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Uh, the, fourth, could... the fourth stop will be from 7 to 9 at Wahoo's Tacos in Philly's University City neighborhood. Uh, Nick will be there, and you could win a pair of tickets to the Eagles-Jets game. Not a, yeah. So keep that in mind. We'll do some giveaways with those guys uh, in conjunction this morning, too. So we'll be back in a moment. The Bizarre File Stories and a $1,000 opportunity with the Money Shark. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. You know the time has come, so don't let me Shine down. My monsters are real. And that drink out of tea. Ghost. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR.
We missed our cue over at uh, Fox, so we are going to stand by. They're going to come to us any moment at Fox. Good day. I'm waiting for Casey to give me the high sign, and uh, then we'll do it. Here here we go. Oh, hello. Rocky Sweat. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that smell. We're going to wait for them to We're going to wait for them to throw it to us. PNS, are you with us now? Yes. Yes. Sorry Sorry about about that, guys. We're here. Okay. Listen to this. Yep. Uh, There is a, a, a hotel that we found that doesn't allow men to check in. It's a, a women's only hotel. Wow. What do you think of that, Preston? Um, well, I guess if, you know, whatever, ladies want to do that, that's fine. I, listen, I'm I'm um I've gone to a lot of uh country clubs and uh and for golf and so on, and I'm not a member at any, but I'm I'm usually a guest, and a lot of times the guys like to be sequestered away from the ladies, and they like their own guy area, just the dudes hanging out and everything. <laughs> and I'm uh, call me weird, but I like hanging out with women and guys at the same time. I do too. And I, you know, I never really have understood the segregating of the sexes. No, I um, like that. But then again, maybe these are ladies who don't want to be bothered by men who are generally, uh, you know, if women are on vacation, but they really. might be wearing, if, yeah. if it's in a tropical area, they might be wearing less and they don't want to get ogled and so on, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So you're saying these hotels are full of nude women? Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know about that. Right. I don't know. I, was, I don't know. I don't know the concept. Yeah. I made the assumption. I went straight to naked women. I don't know. If, if it Listen, whatever rocks your world, if you want that, and uh, it, it just seems, I, I, you know, everyone gets so uh, so scared when you start doing stuff like this, but maybe, you know, uh, is, it all, is it based on any sort of sexual orientation? No. Yeah, it's, it's for solo travelers, for women who are solo travelers yeah. to make them more comfortable. And I don't think it's even legal here. This, this happens to be in Spain. Kath, would you okay. do it real quickly? Uh, yes, I definitely would. I love. I, I'm getting more into. Actually, Alex and I were having a conversation about um, girl on girl love. No, God, <laughs> I, didn't say, I, I didn't know. I'm sorry. God, he ruins everything. I say it every day. No, just a kind of vacationing by yourself and going somewhere by yourself. Alex went to this resort and we were talking about it. And I kind uh-huh. of, I want to do this. I want to go and just kind of take a weekend to yourself. But, Solo yeah. travel, it's the new thing. Or a girl trip. Or Be yeah, yeah, but, but would you? Or... Would you? Would Kathy prefer to stay where there's just women though? If if that. If, if I was traveling. by myself, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Makes you right. feel more safe, I guess. Sure, I don't know. sure. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, we'll Bye-bye, guys. We'll see you later. Interesting. Yeah, that wouldn't fly around here. Oh. Kathy's into Girl on Girl Resorts. No, uh, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> uh, hey, it's it's 801. Oh, yeah, we got to do this. 93.3 WMMR Philadelphia. A Beasley Media Group Station. MMR's Money Shark. Let's do this. Let's get you $1,000. So simple to uh, have your opportunity to win this hour's keyword, by the way, in the MMR Money Shark Nationwide contest is HURRY, H-U-R-R-Y. And you have until 8.15 a.m. to enter it via text to the special contest short code, which is 45911. Or you can enter using the MMR mobile app or the contest page at WMMR.com, and you'll be entered to win a $10,000 grand prize if you go through the mobile app or through WMMR.com. So why not try it that way? Extra chance to win there. So I got some stories from the Bizarre File, and here they come. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Delaware Valley University. The Delaware Valley University Masters in Criminal Justice is 100% online. And you can apply now and start this spring. Delval.edu slash CJ. Well, a freak boating accident 
left a 14-year-old boy with an anchor lodged in his skull. Oh, boy. Whoa. And doctors called a survival story one in a million. Uh, Caleb Bennett said, I can't believe I had an anchor in my head. Yeah, I'd say that, too. He said, that's pretty crazy. And my friends now call me the anchor man. (laughs) And he said, so that's kind of cool. And I'm kind of a big deal around here, he said. Yeah, because you have an anchor in your head. Yeah. Uh, Caleb and his family loved to fish on the Manatee River, and that's exactly what the teenager was doing when the accident happened. His parents, Kelly and Rick, uh, were in the Bahamas celebrating their wedding anniversary when they got the call that this happened. So they were gone. Uh, Caleb told the Johns Hopkins, Hopkins All Children's Hospital that he remembered feeling the anchor and thinking he just needed to stay calm. Now, they don't indicate how this happened. I don't know how it fell on his head. It might have been sitting up high, and it and, and it fell off of a shelf, or I don't know what. Yeah. But it landed on his head. I'm assuming, obviously, this is not a uh, an ocean liner anchor. We're talking about one of the small uh, anchors that has, they have sharp points on sure, them. Sure, and they would still weigh, they would still weigh 30, 40 amount. pounds or yeah, more, I would yeah. imagine. He said, as soon as I got my hands on it, I kind of, it, I kind of felt what it was, and I realized it was in my head pretty far. So I just stayed calm. I told, well, I'll be. There's an anchor in my head. He said, I told my friend, hey, you need to call 911 or I'm going to die. So it's him <laughs> staying calm. Uh, Caleb was flown to Johns Hopkins where he immediately underwent brain surgery. Uh, the doctor, Luis Rodriguez, said we needed to take out a big piece of his skull, wow. uh, try to take out the pieces of bone and whatever else he had in there from the anchor. Uh, he said, and more important, give his brain space to swell because that was what was going to happen. Does it not amaze you that an anchor can pierce the skull and not cause irreparable damage to the brain? Well, they said it was a one in a million shot. So Caleb was put into a medically induced coma so the swelling would subside. Uh, his parents who flew home as soon as they got the news remembered seeing him for the first time. They said it was very hard to see your kid hooked up on, a, on all those tubes uh, with seven to 12 different machines going in his body, neck brace. We didn't know if there was a chance that he would be able to talk or move his arms or legs again. Uh, eight days in, things started to look up, though. Dr. Rodriguez told the family how lucky it was that the anchor didn't touch any of the blood vessels in Caleb's brain. It's amazing. His caretaker said he's a miracle. He said, I've seen... a weight has been lifted off my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was the anchor. <laughs> we, we took it out of your head. He said, I've seen arrows through and through. I've seen bullets through and through. I've, I've seen, seen a grown man pleasure camp. <laughs> I've seen things like this, but I've never seen an anchor. Number one and number two, I've never seen anybody with an injury like that walk out of the hospital almost completely neurologically intact. He said it's one in a million. So the kid's going to be all right. I'm beginning to think those one in a million odds are, are going because you report on so many stories. Of like rebar going through a skull, yeah. and the person being fine. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I would want to try to see if I could do it, but it's it's still amazing. Uh, in what sounds like a bloody scene from a horror film, a 90 year old man is hospitalized with multiple injuries after apparently being assaulted by a neighbor who said that he wanted to watch someone die before he killed himself. Oh my uh-huh. god! Instead, the would be killer apparently bled to death after breaking in through a basement window and attacking the elderly man. He didn't plan it right. The incident occurred around 2 a.m. Monday in an apartment building. Uh, deputies had originally been called to a neighboring apartment about noon about a person who was reported missing. Deputies were told there was a broken basement window with blood on it next to the missing man's apartment. They knocked on the door, and they could hear someone moaning for help inside. Deputies forced entry and found a deceased 44-year-old man lying in a hallway who turned out to be the missing person. 
In the master bedroom, they found the 90-year-old victim lying on the floor with multiple injuries. The victim told deputies he awoke at about 2 a.m. to a loud noise, walked out in the hallway where he was confronted by an intruder. The victim asked the man what he was doing, and the man told him, I'm here for you, and then proceeded to attack him with a lamp, chair, and scissors. Oh, my God. During the struggle. Yeah, this guy's 90, and he survived, by the way. Uh, During the struggle, the victim said the younger man told him, I want to see someone die before I kill myself. The the 90-year-old said he played dead, and the man stopped attacking him. Uh, The 44-year-old man is believed to have cut an artery in his leg while he was crawling through the broken basement window. And eventually died from uh, loss of blood. Um, Yeah. Uh, Well, of course, it's insane. uh, The victim's condition was listed as temporary serious. Uh, The sheriff's office said the victim did not know his attacker. So it was this bizarre, random act of violence. You get to to 90 years old and you have this happen. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins have been filmed using a puffer fish to get high from its (laughs) deadly poison. Oh, my God. Yeah. A group of bottlenose dolphins are... This is awesome. Are catching on to this bizarre trend and have not stopped even if they were apparently exiled from their family pod. So they've been shunned because of their addiction. Because they're, they're addicted to blowfish. Yeah. Uh, or foot, pufferfish. Footage shows the adolescent dolphins playfully swimming in the sea, tossing the fish between each other as they all take turns to chew on its skin. So and, you're saying that there could be solar systems in my flipper? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, and listen to this. Some of them swim up to the surface before throwing the puffer fish out of the water as they start to behave in peculiar ways. At one point, the dolphins float near the water's surface, <laughs> seeming mesmerized by their reflection in the top. And they play the doors, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Puffer fish contain uh, tetrodotoxin, a neurotoxin that can be fatal if ingested by humans. <laughs> That's a stone dolphin. Is that it slowed down? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, So experts have said the dolphins might feel lightheaded uh, after ingesting... I want you to lick my blowhole. After ingesting the poison as it contains THC, the main ingredient in marijuana. That's astonishing Uh, that they figured out a way to get high. But it does have the uh, the power to kill animals if they take in too much of it. Well, you know what they say. Uh Pufferfish kills. Experts are not sure how long this trend has been going on for. Uh, Rob Piley, a zoologist, uh, previously told the Sunday Times this was a case of young dolphins purposely experimenting with something that we know to be intoxicating. There have been cases, a lot of cases, of of various animals that will do things like uh, squirrels eating a particular berry to get high. Mm. uh, It's assumed they're doing it to get high. After chewing the puffer gently and passing it around, they begin acting most peculiarly, hanging out with their noses at the surface as if fascinated by their own reflection. Catnip. Uh, Yeah, catnip's a good example. Totally. All right, and there you go. Uh, that is what I have for you in the B file this morning. Why don't we take a break? Come back in just a moment. Don't forget, we have a not your average listener around nine o'clock. We will have your chance to weigh in and let us know what you think about their story. By the way, you have until eight fifteen to enter the word "hurry" for the MMR Money Shark Nationwide Contest. The short code number is four five nine one one. If you want to text it or go through the MMR mobile app. Or through WMMR.com, you'll be entered to the ten, for the $10,000 grand prize. But hurry, H-U-R-R-Y is the word. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 
Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Studio Day is a chance for high school students to explore Newman University's programs in digital media, broadcasting, and production. You can use Newman's radio and TV studios and meet media professionals like Marissa Magnata and Andre Gardner. Studio Day is Saturday, October 19th from 10 till noon on Newman's campus in Delaware County. Discover how cutting-edge technology and industry connections can launch your career. Come to Studio Day on October 19th. To reserve your place, visit neumann.edu slash studio day. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I've noticed a few things that oh. I'd like to share with you. Yes, I noticed so you don't have to. It's so hard to notice these things. That's why the noticer steps in and does it for you. Down a dark alley, across an empty field, in the back of a Christian science reading room. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, why not? Things up. Pretty much everywhere. There he is. He's the noticer. Uh, the noticing that I've done lately is uh, the lantern flies. We've all noticed the lantern flies. For the most part, they haven't quite hit your area yet, Steve. No, no, they have not. Kathy, We're still only, dealing with panthers. They've only kind of flirted in your area, right? Yeah, you know what? I Knock on wood, I haven't seen any like in my yard or anything like that, but the parking lots um, around Plymouth Meeting and Conchahawk, and I was starting to see them. Well, I'm starting to notice that uh, other people are picking up on this now who are just uh, just starting to join the party. And Kathy sent me this story of a one woman named uh, Candace Jeffries. Uh, she's from West Philadelphia. Born and raised, from what I Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeffries, but her auntie told her to move yeah, to yeah. Bel Air. No, but uh, Jeffries works at the Lower Marion Conservancy, where she sees firsthand how the infestation is affecting nature. And she said, it's really the human impact, and I would love uh, to lessen the human impact on nature. Uh, but what she does is apparently she's not above killing the uh, landerflies, which you're supposed to do. Yeah. But what she does is she, after she she kills them, she'll put them in a jar, and she's collecting them to turn the wings into jewelry. So I saw her on the news last night, and the jewel there, yeah, the picture it, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah, they're kind of the, like pretty. The wings are right? pretty. The and, wings yeah. are pretty. When when the when the bug is flying, it it looks kind of cool. It's yeah. got that that flash of red. Yeah. And when it's when its wings are folded, it just looks like a pest. Uh, but and especially after you kill them, you really get a look at them, and they they're kind of beautiful. Victor Fiorello wrote this article. Oh, we did. Yeah, okay. yeah. Thank you, Victor, uh, at Philly Mag, and uh, she said I thought they were so pretty. And that's kind of before I knew how invasive they were. So once I found out how invasive they were, I thought it would be cool if we could do something positive about the fact that they have to be killed. I like this because she kills them, but she defiles the corpse. There you go, right afterwards. Yes, yes. Uh, Jeffries posted a few pictures of the finished jewelry on social media, also prompting her art business called the Whitman Fox and uh, the pictures immediately started getting a lot of attention. She's already sold out after her first order. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's turning lemons into lemonade. It's, it's certainly a kitschy, cool thing. Yep. She can carry this further if she starts grave robbing. Yeah, yeah. she could. It's actual human fingers. <laughs> Little trinkets. Yeah. Skeletoneering. And, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I noticed mm, that. That is cool. Uh, another notice, story. Notice something about the lanternfly. What will he notice next? Uh, I noticed this story out of Germany. Uh, and if this happened in the U.S., wow, it would be very interesting. A German court has ruled that hangovers are an illness. 
Yeah. That you can actually, that means you, you can, can call out sick. You can call out sick if you're hungover. Oh, my God. I've come to work so many days sick. Oh, man. Me too. <laughs> Have you ever called out? I mean, in your professional life, called out sick because of a hangover? Probably. I, there was, I was just telling this story the other day to my friend Will. Uh, there was one night we had had a, I don't know if it was a mixer the night before, whatever. This is when we were working in Conchhagen at Y100, and I overdid it, and I woke up, and I was still buzzed. You know, it was one like, of those. I couldn't even drive into work. I drove into work, and uh, and I got to work, and we are doing our prep before the show, and I felt nauseous, headache, the whole standard full-on hangover, one of the worst I've ever had, and I'm like, I, I'm going to puke. And Steve was in the same office, and I'm like, Steve, I, I gotta lay down. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. and, and I, I quickly did just a just a skeleton amount of prep, and I'm like, I gotta lay down. So I lay down for 20 minutes, and I thought for sure, Casey, I'm not gonna be able to do the show. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call in sick, and I would have gotten in trouble because it was my own fault. I got drunk the night before. Yeah, I wasn't really. I was sick. Yeah, but it was from my own sick. from my own doing. I was sick, and. uh it's the only time it's ever happened in my life. 20 minutes after I, I lay down, I woke up. I felt fine. No kidding. Something happened. I was massaging your temples. When Thank you. you. It was a miracle. Uba. Uh, only time in my life that I've ever slept off a hangover in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes? It, it, That's I, I couldn't of. believe it. And I remember we had a great show that morning, too. Really? I was having fun. It, we were laughing a lot. Oh it was God. something we weird. Happened. Happened. So we, we go out and do, we do a ton of appearances. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and, and, and it's great. We love it. Like like the um, the other night with the uh, the Bitch Box event, mm-hmm. the, uh, the our sorority. Uh, but, um, you know, they, they take their tolls. <laughs> Usually the next day is always interesting listening because, yeah. you, you know, it will kick your ass. It will. So the ruling uh, in Germany was published on the 23rd, which was conveniently days after the annual Oktoberfest beer festival began in Munich. Uh, the case ended up in court after plaintiffs claimed a firm offering anti-hangover shots and drink powders uh, to mix with water was making uh, illegal health claims. And the court ruling reads, information about a food product uh, cannot ascribe any properties for preventing, treating, or healing a human illness or give the impression of such a property. By an illness, one should understand that even small or temporary disruptions to the normal state or normal activity of the body, including the tiredness, nausea, and headaches that accompany the, the, the company claimed its product could polish off. So what if you... Would this hold true if you shot up before you went into work? <laughs> I, don't not say. Yeah. I don't know. Well, all right, so here's the weird thing is if I ever woke up feeling like I was hungover, but I didn't drink the night before, yeah. I would call out sick. I would, I mean, because sure. this is only based on it's how, like, I, how oh, yeah. my hangovers have felt. Like Nausea I, and I was, Well, I was going to say, I, I always felt like my hangovers were probably w- worse than everybody else's which is not true but that's how terrible they feel right. steve because you've you've never, never been drunk one. yeah i mean it is a horrible feeling you're you're so sick that the hangover actually wakes you up yeah. yeah, like you can't. Oh, you, you can't, can't sleep, sleep because you're yep. so oh, sick. It's terrible. Agreed. But the I, one, I, you, the one thing you need. Sleep. Yeah, yeah. But because I did it to myself, I n- never called out sick. Case, I was just going to say the same thing because you, like, you have guilt. You, you mm-hmm. blame yourself. I did this to myself. You can't not go to work because of something you did to yourself. Yeah. But well, actually, so that's how I, f- I feel the exact same way. I mean, I, I don't drink anymore. Haven't had a drink in a long time. But uh, there was. One time in my entire professional career where I called out sick because of a hangover, and I was actually almost here. 
Uh, it was the day after Halloween. For some reason, uh, like 10 o'clock at night, somebody, me, brought out absinthe. And, uh, oh, oh dear God. Terrible that idea. stuff is like... It is gasoline! <laughs> it's like, it's t- horrible. I've never had it. And so I got up the next morning. I'm on my way into work. I made it over Lancaster Avenue in Wynwood. And I said, I can't do this today. And then I turned back around and I, I called in. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, I'm not going to be able to make it in today. Yeah. I, I may have lied about uh, <laughs> how I was feeling, but. That was the only other time, and it's not to say that I never came in hungover before. But I know what you said. I know yeah. what you're saying. If I if I had not drank the night before and felt that way yeah. in the morning, yeah, I'd call in sick. Yeah, I would be sick. It's that bad. What, what they're saying here, though, is is that in a case you, you, it is absolutely the cause of a hangover, which was your own discretion that led you to that sickness. Mm-hmm. It could have been completely avoided. It doesn't matter. You can call in sick. Yeah. It's an illness, is what they're saying. So I guess technically, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, what else have I noticed? Let's see. More ah. from the noticer. He just never stops. He's a noticing machine. I notice this. I think that uh, that this happens uh, with me. Have you guys ever heard of imposter syndrome? <sighs> Where you don't think you are you or you think some other people are not them. Not that. You you feel like you're... Is you're... this some type of burger? No, it's oh. not that. <laughs> There is the Im- impossible yeah, yeah, burger. I was just wondering if it was cool. No, the impossible imposter syndrome is you often feel like you're you're faking it. You're not you're not really oh, yes. Yes. you're not legitimate. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I think that that's that's part and parcel of just general self-doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that like they they're going to get they're going to soon they're going to discover that that I'm I'm not worthy of any of this. Yeah, Brigham Young University researchers found uh 20% of people suffer with imposter syndrome in the workplace and yet most still perform well at work. Uh it's just in your head, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you know I, I get this all the time. You know what so many of these things though relate to Preston? <clears throat> you you uh, feeling you're the only one who's feeling this <clears throat> and to be aware that so many other people do feel the same thing. Yeah, it does help. I you know how what I <laughs> This is Facebook groups? No, 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 no. About being a parent. I I, I sometimes I think I'm I'm not really I'm not dad. I'm not dad material. Not I'm not your father. (laughs) Well I I, I do not I can't do this. Maury says I'm not your father. Um, (laughs) Well, no, because and I always a couple of friends of mine have gone through that. Now I don't we just have, you know, uh cats, so it's a little bit a lot easier. But I would say this, and I always it always seems to bring them solace when I say Tommy Lee's a father. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 you're doing much better than that. I'm watching the first season of Mindhunter uh, per your recommendations. It's, it's a really great show, and they delve into psychology and psychotherapy. And uh, his girlfriend in the first season is a sociology student, and she talked in the episode that I was watching last night about these masks that we wear at work, these, these persona that we put on in order to please other people. And yep. that really rung true with me because – um, we try to be our true selves all the time, but you also have to accommodate everybody else that's around you. And so you act a certain way with yeah. the expectations that people will respond that way. And and I find myself doing that all the time. Sure. Yeah, there's a there's a thing called the role theory, which is, uh, you know, like, all right, so you're Nick McElwain. I think that's what she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, so, and we learned about this in college, but uh, Nick McElwain is is a series of different versions. So, sure. So you're, you're, you're Nick McElwain, the uh, producer right now, and then you'll go home. The invalid. Be- the invalid, yeah. uh, but you'll be Nick McElwain, the, the boyfriend, the father, um, you know, and so you play these different roles in your life. So, like, maybe at a certain point in your in your role, you're not you're not feeling like you're playing the part, you know, like, all right, I don't want to play the part right now or uh, or I'm not playing it properly. But isn't the end goal to be walking across the football field and raise your hand in defiance? Yes. yes. <laughs> and then yeah. and then yeah. live yeah. in free frame. Yeah. <laughs> 
after that <laughs> while Simple Minds plays. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is cool to have that triumphant moment. Yes, of course. Um, no, but I, it's, I guess it does boil down to self-doubt, Steve. It really does. Yeah, and, um, which is so natural. I don't care how self-possessed you are. You know, everyone at some point, I think, experiences this. Sure. And and it happens to at, at work quite a bit. It says researcher Jeff uh, Bednar said after reaching outside their social group for support, people are able to understand themselves more holistically that rather than being so focused on what they feel they lacked in just one area. He said the root of imposterism is thinking that people don't see you as you really are. Uh, we think people like us for something that isn't real and that they won't like us if they find out who we really are. Nobody believes my third leg of the stool theory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> when do you feel like you are the most Preston? <laughs> We've Was it the most Kevin? When are you living oh. your best Preston? No, but like are you... When I'm rubbing one out. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're communing with I'm you. I'm all me. Yeah. yeah, and you're unleashing mm-hmm. a whole bunch of baby Preston. <laughs> are you the most... Preston, when you're by yourself, or when you're with your wife, or with your kids, or wow. do you know what I mean? I when would you? That's a good question. Behind the drum, kit? not to jump in. Part of that, I was thinking. Well, no, that no, actually, I'm asking you too, too, Steve. Like, when no, are you, to, when, to him, I'm, but when I'm, are you the most Steve? Yeah, which is because uh, because I'm I'm a, I'm a jock. I'm a geek. No, <laughs> a princess. A princess. A princess. Uh, <laughs> a basket case. A basket case. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I think that permeates every aspect of your of your life. Yeah, and uh, so in in a way, um, you know, there are ways when I feel better about myself because I think I'm more. You know, uh, I uh, my mother did this, and and I think I take after her is that she would always try to um, sort of mold to the people she was with to make them happy, mm-hmm. to, to to make to be a very accommodating, and I and I and my dad is would be the you know. We go the other way, and it was uh, it was an interesting dynamic. So a lot of times, um, you know, it's it's a weird thing. When are you not? Because even when you're by yourself, your mind will start to run. Yeah, I but think. you sort of would let mm. yourself get away with things that you wouldn't normally let yourself are get you away saying, with when in, d- in the company of other people. When do you feel your best about yourself? No, but like who is well, the, who is the true you? I'll explain this. So as far the as princess. Impo- <laughs> imposter syndrome goes. When I am most accusatory to myself about being an imposter is usually when I'm alone because I'm thinking about the other times in my day and the other roles that I play. And I'm like, you know, that's not who you really are. And and uh, you know what I mean? Yep. yep. Uh, you know, that's, you... that's when I examine it the most. I don't think about it while I'm on the radio here working with you guys that, wow, I'm just making stuff up as I go along yeah. or whatever it may be. I think about it later on when I am alone and I can self-reflect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When, it's funny, though, because you start to look back, at, you know, and you do. I, I started giving myself um, a break on things that I've, you know, like mistakes I've made in my life and so on and so forth and not... And realize once you realize in the bigger picture, we all do this to some level. Mm. You know, you, we we tend to be very um, myopic, and uh, it's almost a case of of um, ego. Where I'm certainly I must be the only one. You know, <laughs> uh, that's where that thing, that concept from a while ago of, of uh, the watcher. You yeah, know, yeah. someone who is basically you telling yourself, just just 
calm down, you know? I think about uh, uh, Letterman a lot because I was and and am a huge fan. And when Dave would do the show, that was really the only time where he felt comfortable and felt happy. And I always... Incredibly awkward otherwise. Well, yeah. And and I I loved his show, um, but I felt bad for him for that. Carson was was the same. Yeah. And Carson had five wives and and all sorts of turmoil throughout his life. But Dave would often talk about how, how he felt his most Dave... When he was doing the one hour when he was up on, on stage. And that to me, that was like, when you got 23 more hours in the rest of the day, I think his son has helped amel- uh, ameliorate that a little bit. Yeah. But um, that's, a, that's a crappy way to live a life. When I'm home, when I'm home and I'm with Claire, my, you know, my wife, and, and we're just hanging and, and those moments, yeah. with, I think that's when I feel me. Okay, because that's a when question. When I rub one out. That when you rub one in front of your wife. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's that's a question. Hold the camera up higher. Is it, <laughs> is it when when I'm at... <laughs> this is me. Film that stuff? Yeah. This is me. Because oh I want to make sure. It's like when you watch a golf swing and you video. Oh, but... technique. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, no, but is, is, because, is feeling your happiest... When you're most you, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, that's the thing because I started thinking, when am I most me? Well, when am I really happy? Well, is that when I'm really me or not? I I don't know. It's a good question, but I also, um, you know, I pose that to to like my son when I ask him about you know what his friends are really like because you know kids are way different when they're in front of adults when they're they in front leave, of teachers and their parents and and stuff like that. They leave lots of heel marks on your clean floors. <laughs> yes, they do. But uh, but are you know are kids. Mm, you know, are they uh, really who they are when parents and adults aren't around, or are they? You know, because they say and do. Whatever well, that's they, what they that's want. what's great about the innocence of, of mm-hmm. children is they're they're who they are, and at a certain age, as I'm learning now, <laughs> uh, they start <laughs> much to, to my chagrin. They start to put on acts and have a wholly different life away from you, uh, and. It's sad to see that go, that innocence go away, but it's part of who we are, and it's important, and they need to know how to do these things, and they need to hide things from you from time it's to time. It's an incredible concept. It's an incredible concept about, but we, we you are, in essence, the collection of all those, yeah. impo- all those yes. masks. That's yeah. who you are. Yeah. You're all of that. You're right. You're a princess. <laughs> a jock. A, a geek. geek. <laughs> I have said to my son, I'm like, dude, don't get caught. Yeah. You know, you're like... What, rubbing one out? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. He shouldn't be doing that. Bury the body. No. But, you know, if you're going to do something silly or stupid, you know, like just sort of goofing around, like, you know, I'm not, unless it's something really, really bad, like, I'm not going to get mad at you for being a 12-year-old kid, you know what I mean? Well, just be smarter about it. Don't get get caught dancing on the table. Don't be stupid. Yeah. I I did it in front of a whole (laughs) group of business people one time dancing on the table. Yeah, but you were in your underwear. That's true. Good point. Uh, Patrick has a book recommendation about uh, imposter syndrome. Hi, Patrick. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up, bud? Good. So there's this book written in 1923. It's called One Nun and a Hundred Thousand, written by this guy, Luigi Pirandello. Uh, What it does, though, it's... It's all about the mask that this dude starts off with, and he's just this miserable banker. He hates his life, hates his wife, everything. Uh, And he ends up having this mental breakdown where he realizes that for every person that he encounters throughout his life, he's wearing a different mask in front of every person. Wow. Uh, And and the book ends up going into how he realizes that he has no idea who he actually is himself. Mm -hmm. We are always playing these different roles. Um, but at the end of it, you end up finding out how to basically create your own version of yourself, the version that you actually are. 
Uh, and the idea, though, is that nobody really knows who we actually are. I could see that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a very... It, it was written in Italian. Um, it's a very hard book to find. I read and However, write Italian, so... <laughs> well, then you're set. I'm all set. Um, but it's see, I, that's, I made that up. I'm an imposter. But it's a, it's a novel, correct? It's a story. No, um, it's probably no more than like 150 pages. It's a very uh, quick read, not an easy one. Okay. Um, but if you can go and find it on Amazon, I think that you will greatly enjoy it because it'll help put into perspective um, why we try to please all these different people and why it's not even worth it to try and please all these different people. Well, to, mm. to quote in the original language, Preston, thank you. It's a book uh, that's a gonna help a you. <laughs> all right. You do speak. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. This has been deep. This has been very heavy. Uh, but I did notice that, and I thought it was worth mentioning. The uh, you got deep. You got heavy. Yeah. Uh, one more. Yeah. One more. The uh, That's one more. All right. I have one more, and this is more on a, on a timely thing, and I will mention this real quick. Did you guys watch uh, Making a Murderer? Yeah. Yes. I watched a few episodes of it, and then I lost interest. In it. I well, watched the, the whole season, and then I the the second season. I, well, the case I, sort of, a lot of what was relayed in the series sort of fell apart. Wasn't true, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. And well, then the second season, I didn't feel right about it because I was like, dude, like. When they brought on Oliver. No, I just, I'm like, well, this guy, you what? know, like if if anything would have happened, I would have known about it by now. Right. You know what I mean? Um, All right. Well, so, I have yeah. an update on you. Okay, good. So the two men, Stephen Avery and his nephew, Brendan Dassey, have spent more than a decade behind bars after being convicted for the 2005 murder of uh, the photographer, a uh, person uh, named Halbrack. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it was uh, Teresa Halbrack. Uh, Halbach was her name. Well, apparently a Wisconsin inmate has reportedly confessed to the documentary crews that he killed Teresa Halbach. Hmm. Um, and the inmate is serving time under uh, for a different crime right now. Sean Retch, or Reck, uh, the director of Convicting Murderer, uh, an unaffiliated new documentary about Halibak's murder uh, told Newsweek on Monday that his production company received a confession from one of the notable convicted murderers from Wisconsin. He said the confession is on audio. Rec is not releasing the man's name and has handed over possible evidence to law enforcement as they continue to determine if the confession is legitimate. So right now this is in the... Discovery stage, I guess, or what would you call it? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not really sure. Uh, we, he said, we haven't confirmed the legitimacy of the confession, uh, but seeing as it was given by a notable convicted murderer uh, from Wisconsin, uh, that uh, we feel responsible to deliver any and all possible evidence to law enforcement and legal teams. Uh, this is a really open-ended question, and I have no idea what the <clears throat> answer is, but uh, I wonder how often people make confessions to crimes they didn't commit. Yeah. yeah. I, it does happen, uh, and and uh, you need people who are... Um, Especially high-profile. Very things. astute and uh, adroit at, you know, because a lot of times they'll they'll just do it to get attention. Right, yep. Yeah. And what do they have to lose? If they're in prison behind bars for a life anyway, you know, why not? Well, I'll be interested. Uh, there's there's a, a serial killer, Henry Lee Lucas, who... Uh, uh, there was a movie called uh, Henry Portrait of, the, of, a, of a Serial Killer uh, based on him. And uh, this guy's, you know, by his reckoning, he's 150, 160 people, he says. But they say there's no way to know, you know, yeah. uh, you know what, how many or what, if, if that's exact. Yeah. But I wonder what kind of details this guy, whoever he is that confessed, 
what sort of details he can provide that would um, prove beyond a, a shadow well, of a doubt that it was, in fact, him. Yeah, that's what they don't know yet. And you know what? They shared so much information in that documentary yeah, yeah. That, it, mm-hmm. that, that there might not be a lot of unreleased detailed information out there that someone might know right. that I mean, actually because was there and did it. If so, this is true, then, man, oh, man, like... The, it, it totally rips apart Fuller House then, because that's on Netflix. That, that is on Netflix, but th- it would just—I I mean, it would just destroy the 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 police system in in that area of Wisconsin, because then everything would have had to have been doctored, like all sorts of crazy Look stuff, at, blood spots, happened. and 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 where the car was parked in the junkyard, and and all of that. Look stuff. Look at how this stuff came. Look at the Whitey Bulger case. Look at all of that stuff. Mm. All that stuff that was going on that only came to light. So many years after all this was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you you know. Well, we'll see if there's any uh, any further information. That's yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Crazy. Uh, I'm sorry I lied. I noticed one more thing. Oh. One more thing from the noticer. I noticed there's somebody on the phone lines. And I noticed her name is Megan. Hey, Megan, are you there? I am, guys. Good uh, morning. Good morning. Megan, I noticed you have something to tell us. What do you have to tell us? I am the lucky winner of the word of the day. <laughs> The word of the day. Well, Wait, you, know. you mean sing it for us? I can't. I'm too anxious. Okay. Did you? Win? I'm trying to coax this out of you. Did you win something? I did. Did you win money, Shark? I won money, Shark. Yay! Yay! And more specifically, what did you win? What are we giving you? I won a thousand dollars. That's what we're looking for. And you want it to the radio. Yay! See, anybody can win. Uh, Megan, where are you from? I am from Brookhaven. And uh, are you at work? you at home? What are you doing today? I was on my way to work when I texted you guys, and now I'm standing outside being excited that I won the money. Yes. Megan, admit it. You dialed the wrong number. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, we appreciate you uh, playing along and listening to the Preston and Steve Show and MMR. And as a small token of our appreciation, we have $1,000 for you, Megan. Congratulations. Thanks so much. You guys are amazing. Oh, oh. We love you. Thank you. Hope you have an awesome day. Now, that's how you do it, folks, right there. You win $1,000 simply by texting in or playing through our mobile app or through WMMR.com. We have another opportunity, actually several opportunities today. Just the next one is at 11 a.m. And don't forget, it happens at 8, 11, 1, 4, and 6 p.m. And it's sponsored by friends at Horizon Services. So we got another winner. Hopefully, you're going to be next. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment. I want to give away another $25 gift card uh, from our friends at Wahoo's Tacos who are here this morning, tomorrow night, is the uh, 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Nick McElwain will will be there from 7 to 9. Come see the game. Have some great food. Have some awesome Bud Light specials as well. We'll take caller number 8 and give you that $25 gift card. 215-263-WMMR. When we get back, a listener with a story to tell. And not your average listener. Yeah. We'll find out what you think about it. Stay with us. McElwain, Thursday from 7 to 9 at Wahoo's Tacos, 3180 Chestnut Street in University City for the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Enter to win Eagles tickets and signed Eagles merch, courtesy of Bud Light Platinum and WMMR Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle t-shirts. Plus, enjoy 750 Bud Light Towers. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. 
So we're excited to have another guest in the studio, and we have an official piece of music to bring this segment to life. Are you guys ready? Yes. yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on the radio, I think this might be my shot. 250 cold hard cash, sure would help a lot. Not your average listener. Sponsored by Sun Go, they're not your average gas station. I want to win this promotion. Performance. I simply just want to win. They've been doing it for American Racing for 50 years. I want to show the people that people are not like me. Text the word yes to 39333. I think that's my favorite version <laughs> of it so far, Case. Yeah. You've done a lot of really good ones. And I think it. that one is my favorite. Uh, presented by Sunoco. Fuel your best. We have a not your average listener in our studio. I'm going to give just a, a brief uh, description yes. of uh, why he is here. Uh, he is a physician from UPenn, has a new memoir called Chasing My Cure, A Doctor's Race to Turn Hope into Action. And in a nutshell, and he can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but was diagnosed with a deadly, rare disease and has managed to find a cure for himself in his research, or at least to get him into remission. I'm remission, not sure if yeah. cure is the right word or not. Right. But it's pretty amazing. It and is. And I'm going to try my best not to mess up his name. Uh, please welcome our Not Your Average listener, Dr. David Fagenbaum. Yeah. Is that right? Fagenbaum? Fagenbaum. Fagenbaum. Thank you so much for having Fagenbaum. me. Sorry about that. So, uh, okay, first of all, let's let's talk about um, you. You're, you're a doctor at Penn. Um, you were a quarterback at Georgetown. That's right. Uh, how long have you been in our area? Where'd you grow up? So I grew up in North Carolina, but I came here for medical school. So I've been here since 2008. Okay. I was a healthy medical student in 2010 and then out of nowhere became deathly ill with what's called Castleman disease. What, Castleman. Are, the, what are the symptoms uh, that uh, started to present themselves with Castleman's disease? I just was a little more tired than usual. I was a medical student, so I was kind of expected to be tired, but I got a little more tired than usual. That, Notice That's such a conundrum with that, and, and not to just jump in yeah. here, but so many of the things, and, you, and it also causes people who are prone to being hypochondriacal right. to say, oh, my God, I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, but but it's like so often, like with the thyroid, the person and I have thyroid Absolutely. things, we wake up at 3.45 uh, in the morning. Of course you're going to be tired. You're yep. a medical student. Of course you're going to be tired. Exactly. And that's what I thought at first. And so it was fatigue. And then all of a sudden I noticed some fluid accumulating in my legs, which is unusual. Noticed some lumps in my neck. And uh, the fatigue got so bad that I, I actually took a medical school exam and then went down the hall to the emergency department. And they did blood work. And they said, David, your liver, your kidneys, and your bone marrow are shutting down. We have to hospitalize Whoa. you right away. Whoa! It was frightening. Okay, that's that's uh, when that starts to happen. You could be you could be in for the big sleep. That, that's right, and, and I was. I ended up spending almost four months hospitalized over the next six months. Most of that time in the ICU, totally <sighs> unconscious with multi organ failure. How, how many times were you close to really checking out? Five times. Five times. So, yeah, oh. I actually had my last rites read to me because the doctors didn't think I would survive. So a priest came in to administer my last rites back right. in November of 2010. I've considered that to be the start of my overtime. Time, you know, time that I didn't right. think that I would ever have. And sure. I guess now I'm in my fifth overtime. So, okay. And you were in your 20s when this 25 first... years old. 25. Okay. All right. So so you go through this first run through with this this near death experience. Um, 
how did you find out it was Castleman disease? Were they able to diagnose it right away? Not right away, but eventually um, they did a lymph node biopsy. So they cut out uh, my lymph node, and, and they thought that I had lymphoma, but the, the lymph node uh, showed that I had Castleman disease. Which how, is how rare is it? About 5,000 patients diagnosed each year in the U.S., so it's rare, but that's about as common as ALS. And, of course, ALS is another one of these awful diseases, but but is also quite rare as well. Okay. okay. So what? who do you talk to? I mean, there there have got to be people that specialize in that disease, and were they giving you enough? And and if not, was that what led you to research it yourself? That's exactly right. So I went to the world's expert in Little Rock, Arkansas, and he took care of me. And he provided the best drugs available at the time, and I was on. I started on the only drug to undergo a clinical trial, and then that drug didn't work for me, and I almost died for the fourth time on the only drug in development with the best doctor in the world. And I learned that I could no longer hope and pray that some doctor somewhere could take care of me, that if I wanted a treatment, I would need to develop So the actual, wow. the actual axiom, physician heal thyself, became uh, a necessity for you. That's right. I promised my dad, sisters, and, and my now wife that I would dedicate the rest of my life, however long that may be, to trying to cure this disease. And, and I went into action mode back in 2012, started a foundation called the Castleman Disease Collaborative Network, and started doing research just down the street at UPenn to try to identify drugs. Steve, there was a movie, and I don't remember the exact nature of the, the sickness, but do you remember Lorenzo's Oil? I do, yes. absolutely. Yeah. It's a great movie. Nick Nolte, yeah. and, and they they were the, the research wasn't getting anywhere to cure their child, and these Parents who had no experience in the medical world took it upon themselves right. to do all this research, and they just dove and dove and dove and dove into it, and they ended up finding what they needed. So was that would that be similar, obviously, to what you did? Because now you had the wherewithal. You you were a, a doctor. You, you were a, well. I was just a, a, a medical, little medical student, right? right? Um, but you're you're right. At least I was fortunate to have that initial training. And you're in a city, and we always talk about this. We're we're blessed. We are to have this where people travel from around the world. It's in a, you know our backyard. That's right. So you've got a good start with that, but then you're you're still you've gone to the best. You've gotten the best available medication. Nothing. Nothing's working. Where do you begin? So for for me, it was starting this foundation, and it was connecting with my mentor at Penn, Arthur Rubenstein, to come up with a plan for how are we going to take on this disease. People have tried to figure out Castleman disease since 1954 when it was first described, and no one's made any progress. So how how are we going to make progress against this disease? And we came up with a plan to create a foundation to take a new approach to research, to be more efficient with how we spend money, and to figure out how should we fight this disease. And then I started doing laboratory work at UPenn. No one had ever done Castleman's research at Penn, but, but I got started. And um, What kind well, of lab work are we talking about here? My, my, my brother's a chemist at Glaxo, yeah. and he is, you know, for as long as I can remember, has been working on, like, literally, like, cures for cancer. And, yep. you know, they go through, like, just months and months and months and years, years. of, mm-hmm. of um, reactions and all this sort of stuff. And it'll get to a certain point where then they have to scrub literally like two years and worth of work and, and, worth of work and then and start from scratch so i don't like what sort of um what goes uh, into it well well not only that but like I, I mean like i mean what sort of laboratory did you have access to and chemicals did you have to work with Yes, yeah, so I was working mostly with my own samples, so my blood, my lymph node, my bone marrow, and I was working with my samples and doing experiments on those samples. So, and if I may jump in quickly, what kind of shape are you in while you're doing this? You're you're suffering from the disease. Yeah, absolutely. So I was very sick. I mean, this yeah. disease is kind of like a cross between an autoimmune disease and a cancer. And, and like I said, I almost died five times. This is a is a terrible disease, and um, so I, I was quite ill. But um, chemotherapy actually saved my life each of the first five times. So I got seven chemotherapy drugs at once, and they wow. just oh obliterated. 
upgraded right. my immune system, and, and which was the, which was trying to kill me, and so mm-hmm. it worked. Right. Um, but fortunately, I was able to to do these experiments and to build the Castle Disease Collaborative Network, run studies on my own samples, and in the midst of all of this progress, I had another relapse. So my fifth one. This time, I was engaged to my wife. I was all I wanted to do was make it to May twenty fourth, twenty fourteen. That was our wedding day, and I didn't know how much longer I could make it. But if I could just make it to May twenty fourth, um, but I relapsed and, and spent weeks in the hospital again, almost died for the fifth time. And when I got out of the hospital and I miraculously survived, I knew I had to find something. I needed I needed to find some drug that could help save my life, keep me alive. So where is take us to the um, the flashpoint or the that critical moment in which you realized you had the beginning of something. That's right. So um, I was actually sitting in uh, in our one-bedroom apartment in Center City, and I was going through results from experiments I had run the day before in the lab. And from those experiments and also from the previous couple of weeks of experiments, I thought that this one communication line in the immune system, your immune system has to communicate with one another, cells all over your body, and there's this one communication line that's really critical for uh, immune cells to, to fight and, and to, in my case, attack my own organs. And I found a signal that it, it was activated. And and um, what was exciting about that is that there's a drug that was developed 25 years ago for kidney transplantation. No one had ever tried it before for Castleman disease that targets that specific communication line. It turns it off. Do you do you suddenly get it like a like a rush? In, are, are you, you, do you start because this? Are you thinking this could be it? Absolutely. Yeah. Is it an anti-rejection drug? It is an anti-rejection okay. drug. Okay. And the way that it it prevents rejection is by targeting this one really important communication line in the immune system. And so I found that this was up, and I knew that this drug existed that targeted it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe this drug could save my life. I mean, there's no guarantees. There's a lot of things in medicine where you find something's up, and you block it, and it doesn't do anything. Right. But I thought that this could work. And at this stage, I'd run out of all options. And so I, I went to talk to, to one of my colleagues that I work with and showed all the data. And he said, I think we should try it. And so you try it on yourself. I did, yeah. First and patient ever with Castleman disease to start on this drug. When do you first take your, your first? I took my first dose in January of 2014. Okay. Is it a pill or intravenous? It's a pill. So it's three pills a day. And then I get a, a monthly infusion. And so it's it, and so I started myself. I started on it in January 2014. Like I said, all I want to do is make it to May right. 24th. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I, as you can see, I'm, I'm here today. I here made yes, it to yeah. May 24th, 2014. When did you first start seeing positive signs that With, something was happening? Within a few days, I started wow. noticing some symptomatic improvement. I started noticing laboratory values improving. But but for me, what was going to be the real test would be a test of time because yeah. I'd been relapsing every few months. And so, you know, could I make it to May 24th? Could I make it to July? <laughs> so so it was a really cop, uh, cautious optimism. I mean, after really all cautious. of that, yeah, because, sure. you know, I had gotten, you know, really – really hopeful so many times along my journey. I talk about this a lot in my book. My book's really a book about hope and how hope can be really powerful. It's critical. It's 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 absolutely critical because you know, so I had prostate cancer in 2014. I had it, I had it removed. Uh, thank you. I'm doing great. I'm far far more benign situation than you you've great dealt with. You're doing well. uh, yeah, and and so um but you know, I go to speak to guys who are facing the surgery to exactly for that reason, that hope, that that it means so it does. much to to people. You know, you you doctors are, are you know, and, and obviously it's what what you do. But you see somebody with a clipboard and scrubs, and it's like, oh, of course they're going to tell me this or whatever. You know, yep. you, you know, you that to have that extra that encourages you to keep at it. Absolutely. It is, and 
and obviously you can bear this out. That means so much in the uh, healing process. It does. Hope is so important. And, and the book is really about how hope can be so critical when you're going through tough times, but also that if we're hoping for something, if we're praying for something, we need to think about what can we do to turn those hopes into action. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I, I tried to do with this drug. Mm-hmm. What was your lowest point? Um, I think the lowest point was probably um, that fifth one, the fifth time I nearly died when I'm sitting there with my fiance and dreaming of, of, of you know, being able to get married and maybe have a family one day, but knowing that it wasn't going to happen because right. um, because I actually wasn't going to make it to May 2014. And you do have a family, right? You have a, a baby? That's right. So 13 <laughs> months ago, thank you, my wife and I had our daughter, Amelia. Are you still on that drug that you took in 2014? I am, yep. And we actually just started a clinical trial at the University of Pennsylvania to give it to other patients, and we're going to enroll our first patient today. Okay, wow. That, wow. that was my question. So, so you've had success for few years now That's right. with this five years why does right. it take so long to get it to other you know people? we started get we started giving it it's about about 10 other patients have gotten the drug over the last five years but most physicians want to hold off on giving drugs like this that haven't been used before for disease until there's a clinical trial that's been done and, yeah. and it took a while to get the funding in place to do this trial like i said we're only now starting this trial so with with, with a lot of the treatments these days and, and what they're doing and the inroads are making and penn is just doing amazing stuff and it, it, it sort of uh, confused me initially, but there there now are things where um, the optimum or the the situation is. Listen, we don't have to get rid of it; we just need to keep it in stasis. Yeah, and 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 is that the goal here? Do we believe this can keep this in check in remission? For the short term, yeah. I mean, yeah. We do believe that you know this is keeping me in remission. We've given it to about 10 other patients, and it's helped about half of them. Half of them, this drug hasn't helped. So okay. I, I run a research lab focused on trying to push forward the science because this isn't the solution for everyone. Okay. Okay. So so there's there's more a lot more work to be done. I mean, there you is. know, you've, you've saved yourself, but... Uh, for now, you're, well, you're the person that figured this out, so you're 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 the most qualified to continue and maybe find the right one for those other people. And and what the um, the anomaly is uh, versus your condition and theirs, and maybe find the right one. I wanted to ask what you think about um, the ability now, in some circumstances, with people who have a quote unquote terminal disease, to be able to try medications that haven't gone through clinical testing. Are you supportive of that or? What, or how do you how do you feel? I think that it's really complicated. And I think in some <clears throat> cases where there's at least some safety data to know that this will not cause tremendous harm, I think it does make sense. I, I'm a bit even bigger proponent of taking drugs that are already FDA approved for some other disease and then trying them in a new way. Like the drug I'm on was developed and it was developed and right. approved for something else. So we know it's safe. We know it can work in another way. And then thinking about there's 1,500 drugs that are already approved for something mm-hmm. and there's 7,000 diseases that don't have any FDA approved well, drugs. Is, so, and this has happened time, and not, and not that it's as impactful, but I believe uh, um, um, uh, the, the uh, like the Cialis or whatever it was, was, uh, was invented for something else. That's right. And the application ended up being, you know, erectile uh, issues. That's so right. uh, and and, and it's, that's happened a couple of times. That's has right. It not? There's a famous cancer drug called thalidomide that was initially developed for for morning sickness and, and nausea, and it's become like this amazing cancer fighting drug for multiple myeloma. And, and right. you know, here I am on this drug developed for something totally different. Like a texter his, his, uh, says here, though trials are extremely hard. They need to be vetted and reviewed because lives are at stake. I mean, yeah. you could be doing 
terrible things to somebody absolutely. while trying to help them. So absolutely. I understand why. It absolutely makes it. However, like every now and then you mention ALS, every now and then you know, we've, we've made progress on this. And, and you know, there are people that have months left. Oh, yeah. And they, they unfortunately are not going to, they're not going to get a chance to try those. I, I think ultimately, it, it, were I, you know, like at that, if I was looking at a month, two months, and this could kill you now, Let's do go it. for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, real quick, um, why do you listen to our show? <laughs> yes. I love that in the midst of all of the really tough things that I'm facing from a research perspective, my day-to-day, and, and in the world, we've got a lot of negativity in the world, that you guys bring humor and light to, to the midst of the storm. <laughs> so, something I talk about in the book a lot is this idea of trying to find humor when things are really tough, well, you, and, I, and I like that you guys do you that. You impress me as, as someone who does some real thinking, and we don't ever tax yeah, you with yeah. that. <laughs> 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 we're, we're bereft of valid thought. Without so. getting uh, too heavy on it, I'm a real big uh, right-to-die person and, and dignity with death. Um, did you come to terms with your own death? I did. Uh, my, I lost my mom to cancer when I was in college a few years before. That's actually what led me to want to become a doctor in the first place. And I watched her die with so much grace and so much dignity. And I watched her fight cancer with um, such a strong will that seeing that uh, meant that when I was then going through the same thing, I had this, she was the most incredible role model to me throughout her whole life, but especially watching how she sometimes found times to be to be funny and to find light in the midst of really tough times and, and not really for her but really for us for the people that she loved to I make sure a, that we could be happy at, during such a, a tough time and and i think seeing that and watching the way that she died with grace um really helped me well, a lot it's I had inescapable exactly the, same, the same situation yeah but nick you know just to jump in here what you're saying it, it hits me on a core level because my mother was the same mm. the same she died of lung cancer mm. and she was a smoker and and that's to to what to get that lesson early on in life. Yes. I mean, she, and she was and I my exact takeaway was it wasn't for her. It was no. for us. Exactly. What she was doing that it was an amazing thing. It, it really does profoundly affect someone. I'm sorry, Nick. You were no, 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 it's just it's, it's inescapable. We're all going to die, you know. Yes. And and so at some point we have to do it. <laughs> so we might as well do it with a little bit of dignity. Um, how has it? This is a obvious question, but how has it changed your perspective on life in general? Oh my goodness, it's it's changed everything about life. I mean that that that's why I wrote the book was that I I learned so much about life and about living from almost dying five times that I don't want other people to have to go through those same things to learn the same lessons that I did. It helps to have another voice because we were just talking earlier about the, you know, the imposter syndrome and all that stuff. When you know there are other people out there, you don't feel alone. So important. Uh, by the way, a couple of people have texted in about this. I guess you're going to be speaking at the Life Sciences Future Biofarm Conference. That's right. At the Sheraton Valley Forge. Only because I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, Casey yeah. couldn't make it. I wasn't he, available. He has, so. he has to fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when, when did the book come out? September 10th. So okay. since then, I've been kind of all over the place, and, and I'm so happy to be back in Philly with my daughter and with my wife. I have to ask, so your, your wife, there, there's a whole, you know, with every, there's, a, there's another person involved with this who's dealing with all, you know, right along with you, you know, uh, how... What was your what was your situation like? How did how did you handle that? You want to get to you want to get to a wedding that could right. leave the person you're marrying, your lovely wife, a widow That's in right. short order. How is that ha- you know reasoned with? It was so difficult, and and actually, Caitlin and I um, we had dated before I became ill, and then we broke up just a few months before I got sick. And I had this thought that you know, well, we have all the time in the world. If yeah. it's meant to be, it's, it'll it'll work out. And then there I was, you know, almost 
you know, nearly dying. And I realized I didn't have all the time in the world. And I so badly wanted us to get back together. And But I, I didn't think she would want to. It's so complicated. Here I am with this terminal illness. And is your fear she gets back with you out of pity? Uh, exactly. Yeah. That, and, that, and, I, and I talk about that a, a lot in the book. That, that was a real concern that I had. I wanted to be with her, but I didn't want her to know how badly I wanted to be with her. Right. Um, by the way, there's pictures of her in the book. I would have taken pity. She's <laughs> smoking hot, by the way. Kudos to you, sir. So eventually, I, we, we did get back together, and um, she on our wedding day you know here here we are sitting at the altar and and they're talking about in sickness and in health till yeah. death do us part and um i mean i got so emotional I hearing that and i still get emotional thinking yeah. about that because oh my gosh you know 25 years old she's she's there with me through sickness and in health or wow. at least she was there with me the, through the sickness i figured we could figure out that through yeah, the health part. No, yeah no that, that's it's, it's, it's absolutely true absolutely true before this came into your life this this uh, disease and and your your mission now what kind of a doctor were you going to be beforehand? i wanted to be an oncologist i wanted to treat cancer no patients kidding. Okay. in memory of, of my mom. mom. That's exactly right. Okay. And I was, you know, almost three years there. And how is this related to cancer, Casper so it, disease? It, it's really, because it's been so little study has been done, it, it really sits at the intersection of cancer and autoimmunity. There's features that are cancer-like. There's features that are autoimmune-like, kind of the worst of both. Um, and the research we're doing is trying to figure that out. I, I run this foundation called the Castleman Disease Collaborative Network. And I should mention that the progress we've made has been thanks to the Philadelphia community. Mm-hmm. We put on a gala every year called Quest for a Cure in November, and Philadelphians come to our event. People People donate to our research. We've got volunteers that work in Valley Forge. We've got volunteers from all over Philly. It's an incredible community. That is it? For the, the amount when we call upon for, for yes. different things, yes, I don't, I don't care. Every other, you listen, there are wonderful people all throughout this country, but I don't think you're going to find better, more roll up their sleeves. That's exactly and participate. Right. People like you will here. Uh, you're from North Carolina, but you say hope like a Philadelphian. Um, and there are a lot of similarities between a North Carolina accent and a Philadelphia accent. Well, that's and one I... of the side effects of the drugs, right? No, you, but you, it's, you it's, talk like a Philadelphian. It's the long O's. There's a lot of hope. And well, uh, I've been here for, yeah. for 12 years now, so it's you know, I, I feel like a Philadelphian. <laughs> what does your wife do? Uh, she works in fashion, but right now she's actually staying home full-time uh, with, with our daughter, Amelia. And, and she helps out a lot with the Castle Disease Collaborative Network, does our social media, helps to helps with all of our awareness so um, so uh, i'm sorry president just a quick question sure sure this is and i always think of these stories because preston brought up um yeah uh, the, the the movie with nick nolte the uh um, lorenzo's oil, lorenzo's yeah. oil. Ha- has anyone approached you about a movie of this yeah i was actually i'm um, just on the west coast the last few days yeah to help to spread the word about the book, and and there has been uh interest from a handful of different filmmakers because about money, trying to money raised this- could Go right to research. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's another reason why I wrote this book. Because I really want to get the word out about Castleman. So people will donate to our Castleman's research because we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I know we've got to wrap up and we're going we're gonna to put the voting up to everybody. But uh, here's, here's a quick question that somebody has. Like uh, some autoimmune diseases, um, could this be hereditary? Yes, okay. we, we know that there. We know that there's some sort of gen- genetic component to this. We're still trying to tease out exactly how much genetics contributes to Castleman disease. But yes, I okay. Agree. Uh, by the way, and you'll love this. This is somebody who's uh, said they've been very, very depressed, borderline suicidal for the past mm-hmm. couple of months, dealing with it, is this awful depression. Hearing this man fight for his life with such pa- passion is inspiring me. It's an inspiring reminder to me. Thank you for telling your story. Wow. That's, so, that means so much. And that's it, so touching. Hopefully, you know, 
we can help this person to, to feel motivated for life. Please, and, and, and reach out for help. Don't ever be afraid yes. to do that. Um, so, uh, yes, by the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, not your average listener, it's Dr. Uh, David Fagenbaum. And uh, his book, by the way, I want to mention again because some people are asking about that. It's called Chasing My Cure. A doctor's race to turn hope into action. He has been able to cure himself and hopefully others. So I don't even think we need to take a vote. I seriously. <laughs> but right? well, everyone should know that this money will go to the Castle Disease Collaborative yes. Award. Yes. You'll, 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 you'll be able to buy right. some steno pads right. and a pencil. If, 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 we, if the vote happens in favor, it will go to the Castle Disease Collaborative Network. All right. So we need to text the word yes or no to 39333 to see if Dr. Fagenbaum deserves the Not Your Average Listener Award. And uh, we'll find out your results in just a moment. So stay with us. We all should, shall return shortly. But a round of applause yeah! for Dr. David. We'll be right back. Stay with us. More new music. Another huge Philly concert event. Get ready for Green Day. Weezer. Fallout Boy, the Hella Mega Tour 2020, Saturday, August 29th at Citizens Bank Park, almost a year away, but hella worth the wait. Join us for a night on the diamond under the stars. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. Get details now at WMMR.com, including a concert pre-sale and the skinny on the new music from each band. Green Day. Weezer. Fallout Boy, August 29th, 2020, at the ballpark from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, so we were uh, we were presenting you with a not your average listener, and uh, we have uh, we're about to reveal the results in just a moment. All right, uh, but uh, if you ju- if you're just tuning in, it's Dr. Uh, Fagenbaum. Uh, who is a physician at Penn and who has been able to find a cure for his own disease, Castleman disease. Fascinating, fascinating story. Before we talk to him one more time and find out the results, I have to play the song one more time. Because we only get to do this every once in a while. What's the purpose of living? Exactly. So let's do this one more time. Preston and Steve on radio, I think this might be my shot. 250 cold hard cash, sure would help a lot. Not your average listener. Sponsored by Sun Go, they're not your average gas station. I want to win this promotion. Performance. I simply just want to win. They've been doing it for America and raising for 50 years. I want to show the people that people are not like me. Text the word yes to 39333. Just brilliant. Well, I actually get a little misty when I hear that. <laughs> Honestly, we talk about Don Henley in the heart of the matter, how the yeah. words just fit perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where I got the inspiration for the line, uh, we've been doing it for American right. Racing for 50 years. Right. It just yeah. it yeah. just sort of came to me. Well, uh-huh. It's you perfect. Know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sunoco, fuel your best. They are the sponsors of Not Your Average Listener. Results? All right. Let's get them. Yeah. 
All right. After uh, digging through all the uh, texts that came in, we had a, a gazillion texts. That's an actual number uh, that came in. I am happy to say that not only uh, did Dr. Uh, Fagenbaum get a yes vote, he got 100% oh! of the votes. Our first ever 100%er. Not even the stripper with the snake did that well. <laughs> never. Have ever, never have we gotten 100% voting wow. uh, before. So, yes, and that means we have a $250 cash prize for you. And you said that money's going to go to research. To the Castleman Disease Collaborative Network to push forward the research. So thank all, thank you to all the listeners for supporting us. And I hopefully you'll continue to support us, cdcn.org. Well, c- keep that information. Keep in touch with us because we want to, um, you know, we, we have a lot of, um, you know, uh, people out there who listen. And, uh, and we can certainly do uh, a bit to help you as well. So and it's it, a lot. If you want to meet Dr. Fagenbaum, are you going to be at this gala you That's were talking right. to me yeah, about? Yeah, we've got okay. a gala on November 9th at Arts Ballroom in Center City, Philadelphia. It'll be our annual celebration of all the progress we've made. Um, there'll be anywhere between 200 and 250 people from all over Philadelphia coming together to fight Castleman disease and to have just a really fun night. And I do want to point out that he found the cure for himself and people who match the similar scenario that you're in. That doesn't mean that you found a cure for all of Castleman disease. That's, and that's what you're working that's towards. That's right. And, and I, I don't like to use the word cure for myself, even though the book's called Chasing My yeah, Cure. It's right. really, we're still chasing after my cure. For right now, I'm in remission. It's been 68.75 months, um, but I, I don't know if it'll be a full 69 months. I don't know what tomorrow holds. But no one does. But no one does. No one and does. so, you know, all we can do is just fight with everything we have. So, during the course of all this, real quick, and I know we're wrapping up here, you also found time to go to the Wharton School? That's right. <laughs> after after um, medical school, I went to Wharton and did an MBA. And that was because I, I realized that a lot of the hurdles in the way of research actually were business problems. That's very smart. Wow. Yeah, very smart. You're making me look bad. <laughs> Because Casey just went to Wharton. He didn't go yeah. to medical school. No, I just went with my oh. friend Rick Wharton. I went to his house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. You went yeah. to Harvard. Yeah, but he had a... Twice. He, he, had, a, he had a mint bomb. <laughs> it, it was choice, Listen, man. Maybe he choice. wouldn't have gotten through all that if he didn't have the presidency show to entertain him on those mornings. Yeah. Listen. When he just felt like giving up right. hope. Yeah. Okay, so we're heroes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all the credit. I don't want to all the credit. You stay, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Uh, fascinating, amazing story, and uh, you do great work, and, and uh, I'm really happy that you've started a family, and uh, we hope things continue to go your way like this. So thanks so much. For Thank you so Dr. much for having me. Dr. David Fagenbaum. Yeah! And not your average listener by far. That's uh, fantastic. And we have a link already on, if you go to PrestonandSteve.com, it's got the information about uh, Dr. Fagenbaum there. Uh, you can find out about his book, and I'm sure we'll and find the gala? Him, and, and we'll put info about the gala up and all that. So uh, if you want to uh, help out, you can certainly do it that way. I hate to keep this break short, but we have some uh, client obligations, which we have to stick to. Uh, but I would like to give something away on the way out into this uh, break that we're going to take. And that would be... The last of the tickets that we have for Alter Bridge and Skillet and Dirty Honey performing uh, what? No, no, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, uh, performing uh, tonight, uh, which will be at the Met. And so let's take uh, seven callers, I think is what I have left. 215-263-WMMR. We'll give you tickets. Don't forget, Ticketmaster.com has tickets remaining, including the party in the pit tickets. So wow. Right down front, they're only $19.33. Dirty Honey will be here tomorrow morning awesome. uh, to perform live. So let's get those callers now. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the bizarre file then. And we'll also do lesson question, trash, music news, and all that stuff in this next segment. So stay put. We'll be right back. 
Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Get social with Preston and Steven, WMMR, Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Outstanding album from the band Rush featuring that song right there, Tom Sawyer, along with a lot of other great ones like uh, Limelight and uh, Red Barchetta and uh, Witch Hunt and all kinds of good stuff. It's a great album. If you're ever going to dive into the world of Rush and you're not experienced, that's where you start. Yeah, you made a mistake. Uh... I made a big mistake. My best friend, one of my best friends, Will, is like, you know, my son and I were thinking about trying out Rush. What should I listen to? I'm like, ooh. You should listen to Hemispheres, man. It'll blow your mind. Yes. Got back to me. He's like, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. Don't think so. And I should have started him with the most commercial <laughs> yeah. of Rush music. And because I asked him the other day, I'm like, I was telling him about my band and the fact that we play Limelight. And he's like, nah, I really don't know that song. I'm like, you don't know Limelight? What? Okay. Do you yeah, get a so do-over at least? I think I'm going to do it. It's gonna hard. Add, I'm going to ask him for a do-over. Okay. And I'm going to I'm gonna pass that one on to him. Yeah. Why? I, oh, no, 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 no. You no, have a do-over just... you want to do? No, 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 no. Um, but uh, do you want to? Do you want me to do a do-over with this band, Fish? That I know. Jesus, I know. Dude, no. I already like Farmhouse. No, no, no. I'm just I love that album. No, I had an idea uh, when <laughs> listening for a contest, and I'm just going to float this out there. We probably should talk about this off air. But what if you were to take the way a band's name was said in a movie, and you have to name that movie? So if you know, we took a clip and you said Tom Sawyer, and then you had to name the movie. What That's a think? song, but... Yeah, but you say the name of... Oh, oh yeah, 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 I guess you're right. Mm. Yeah, we probably should have talked about this. <laughs> but I like your idea of how to create wormholes in space. Boom. I got <laughs> That's that from a winner. That's a winner. That's a winner. Uh, write that down. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that later on. <laughs> there there were there was an initial fallacy in it, but we can make it work. Maybe so. All right. Let's uh we we skipped the bizarre file beforehand, so let's do that now. Here we go. Now bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's brought to you by the new Sprint store inside the Springfield Mall. I'm still laughing. Uh, stop by this Saturday from 1 to 3 for a chance to win Incubus tickets, prizes, and hang for the Bring Your Own Vinyl Party Whoa. with Jackie Bam Bam. Oh, he's so the one. Yeah, the new Sprint store inside the Springfield Mall Saturday 1 to 3. Check that out. Uh, okay, all right. A little boy took a menstrual cup to school oh, to show off during God. show and tell oh, God. after spending several days playing with it while his mother was out of town. <laughs> They're fun. And uh, his embarrassed dad shared the the story on Reddit this week, explaining that he had no idea what the little plastic cup that his son was playing with actually was. And he made the little eyes out of his dad's butt plugs. It it wasn't until the boy's teacher asked to speak to him after school that he learned his son's favorite new toy was actually used for collecting menstrual blood. After his poor teacher had to explain in detail how it worked. Oh boy! The anonymous I, I dad skipped that. Broke yeah. down the uh, what happened in today. Uh, I'm sorry. Broke down what happened in the today. I effed up forum on Reddit. <laughs> At one point, one point over the weekend, he had noticed he was he was alone with his son for yeah. a few days. Um, he noticed that Ben was playing with his little silicone cup that kind of looked like a tulip. 
the dad had obviously never seen a menstrual cup before, as they're less commonly used in tampons and pads, so he assumed it was some kind of toy. I said I asked him what it went to and what it did, and he proceeded to show me its versatility, he wrote. Over the next few days... Wait, I do that all the time. I'll find a toy, and I'm like, what is this? What does this go to? Do, there you do, go. Are we keeping it? Is it a lost piece? It's a piece? menstrual cup. Yeah. <laughs> it's because when women have their periods. Oh. When you're an adult woman and you don't know that? So he said, over the next few days, it helped the Paw Patrol save the town... <laughs> It was a treasure chest holding tiny pebbles guarded by pirates. It was a force field protecting a spaceship as well. Ah. He said it came with us to the park, grocery shopping, and even out to dinner one night. What would make the coolest toy in the world of feminine hygiene? That's a good question. Douchebag? Do you have a quick? Do you have time for a quick story? Yeah. Uh, Second, well, ahead. I'm almost done with it. Right, 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 right. He said, "I love that it had its own little uh, that it, it had its own little satchel, and assumed that it just went to a playset. And then on Wednesday morning, Ben had to bring something in for show and tell. So my son grabs his little silicone cut a cup, and off to school he goes. Uh, but when he came back to pick him up after school, the teacher asked to have a word, mm. a conversation, which he did recount in his post. But, yeah, that's how it happened. Yes, do tell. Kevin. A friend of mine took her son to the beach, and uh, he kind of went back towards the dunes. And, you know, when they get into their little, like, play session, it's like, great, now it's time to relax. I can see him. And she could see he was just playing with something over there. And she said, like, after an hour, he came over. And she goes, what were you playing with over there? And he he had it in his hand. And he goes, it's a sand shooter. It was an applicator to a tampon. Oh. He goes, yeah, you just you just stuff the sand in and then yeah. you shoot it out. Pew, pew. <laughs> yes. Fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's, okay. a, it's, it's a tampon applicator. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tampon applicator for tampons. <laughs> Kathy, I found a, a a pad floating in the surf. I I picked it up, like, and I knew what it was, but, like, I'm like, I can't just leave this floating in the surf. I got to grab it and, and, eat and, it. and, and, throw, and not eat it. Took before a, took, a kid picked it up or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. One for the team. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. Other stories. Uh, a banana thrown at a man's face prompted a call to Omaha police. Officers were called. Uh, in we have or- a banana incident. In order to investigate an assault with a banana. A 53-year-old man said that he had gotten into an argument with a 23-year-old female resident. The man told police that he walked away to de-escalate the situation. But as the elevator doors were about to close, the man saw the woman's hand punch through the door followed by a banana. The woman threw the banana at the man, hitting him in the face and dirtying his red T-shirt, the man reported. You have ruined my red T-shirt. Officers could see a banana juice. A small amount of banana smudge on the man's shirt. Right here. Uh, The police report said, but uh, no mark was visible on his face. Uh, The banana was not recovered and its whereabouts were unknown. When police talked to the woman... Did she, they describe the banana? Uh, she talk, They said it was yellow, yellow. and curved. Huh. <laughs> uh, she told them that she had started arguing with the man because he was trying to throw away items that belonged in the building's common area. They had the police sketch artist present. Uh, the woman, Does this look like it? Yeah, oh, yes. The, the woman said the man then called her and her baby ugly. More uh, yellow. Officers reported, and he said that uh, she was giving all of his friends STDs. Uh, the woman told police she threw the banana but didn't know if it hit the man or not. I wonder if he took his pencil and put it under the peel to lift it up like they do with evidence. Right. <laughs> right. I'm going to need to fingerprint this. All right. And then one last story. Yeah, let's go with a shorter one because we have a bunch of stuff to get through. I love this one. Authorities say a woman 
stole $6,000 worth of quarters, and her getaway car was a baby stroller. <laughs> That's now, awesome. Here's how she was busted. Police officers noticed the woman Friday struggling to push the stroller down the street. They realized there was no baby inside. 6,000 quarters? Yes. Yeah. $6,000 oh. worth of quarters. So police discovered the quarters, which 29-year-old Darren Fritz is alleged to have stolen from home. You see this woman just struggling, <laughs> just absolutely straining to push this stroller down the street. Uh, she allegedly tried to flee from the officers. She was arrested on suspicion of burglary and stolen property, uh, resisting arrest to outstanding misdemeanor warrants. Oh, can I see your baby? Oh, he looks like $6,000 worth of quarters. A post on Twitter from the Bakersfield Police Department shows thousands of quarters in evidence bags. That's so 20, she was busted. 24,000 quarters. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the B file for you. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Mark Maron. He's going to be performing at the Miriam Theater on October 10th. And uh, I have a number of questions I could go to today. Let's go with, uh, let's see. Man, it's hard to pick one here. Uh, whose face is on Kathy's outdated bathing suit? Wow, that's a tough one. I don't even remember. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. So earlier this morning, we were talking about bikinis and their bottoms uh, with their butt hanging out and everything. Kathy's is so old, it has an outdated uh, photo on it. Whose picture is on it? 215-263-WMMR. It's super duper obscure, so don't guess because you won't yeah. get it. You had to have heard it. Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Hyundai City. Hyundai City is closing out the summer with record breaking discounts. The city is stacked deep and selling them cheap. Shop the full summer sell off at Hyundai City. Com. What's happening, Steve? Well, Caitlyn Jenner reportedly very worried that a recent plastic surgery binge has caused permanent damage to her face and body. Caitlyn says she immediately became alarmed when during a recent sneezing fit, she crapped a fruitcake. Oh, hey! That's alarming. Jersey Shore's Mike's the situation Sorrentino saying he's taking advantage of every minute of life after being released from prison. Sorrentino says that after dropping out, he decided to go back and finally graduate daycare. <laughs> no. Damn! And finally, Ivanka Trump heading up, uh, heating up the U.N. General Assembly room by walking around with pronounced visible nipples to her tight blouse. Still, not all eyes were on Ivanka as an exposed vagina was completely visible underneath the micro mini skirt of German Chancellor Angela Merkel. <laughs> That's it. Hollywood track. All right, let's go looking for an answer. We want to know whose face is on Kathy's outdated bathing suit. So Adam thinks he knows the answer. Hey, Adam. Hey. Yo, bud. Okay, so whose face is on Kathy's outdated bathing suit, please? That was Joey Lawrence. My God, yes. you got it. <laughs> Joey Lawrence. Well done, Adam. Hang on the line. Blossom. Pair of tickets to see the one and only Mark Maron, October 10th at the Miriam Theater. And tickets are on sale now via KimmelCenter.org, if you so please. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University. And the Pennsylvania Ear Institute offers quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Their expert audiologist will help your uh, help you hear your best. Uh, for more information, visit salusuhealth.com slash PEI. Uh, we will start with some unfortunate news. It's passing 
of a rock and roll great, one of the most beloved and enduring songwriters, Grateful Dead lyricist, and Jerry Garcia's songwriting partner, Robert Hunter, hmm. died on Monday at his San Rafael, California home with his wife, Maureen, by his side. Man. I have not heard this. Uh, yeah, no cause of death has been announced uh, for Hunter, who is 78. I'm not a big Dead fan. No, neither but, am I. Uh, the, the big songs I do appreciate and do love uh, and was not aware of this guy and how important he was yeah. to that band. Um, Mickey Hart saluted his friend, telling the Associated Press, we love Bob Hunter and we'll miss him unimaginably. He was a visionary wordsmith extraordinaire. There was nobody like Bob Hunter, and there never will be. He explained the unexplainable, and the words struck deep. So just to give you a little perspective on how important he was, uh, Hunter was a multi-instrumentalist, and his partnership with Jerry Garcia predated the dead, but he co-wrote... The following songs, Scarlet Begonias, Ripple, Uncle John's Band, Sugar Magnolia, Touch of Grey, Tennessee Jed, Fire on the Mountain, Eyes of the World, Playing in the Band, Sugary, Shakedown Street, Friend of the Devil. Well, Box, that's your that's greatest hits. Box of yeah. Rain, Truckin', Bertha, Casey Jones, uh, Althea, Jack Straw, Franklin's Tower, U.S. Blues, He's Gone, China Cat Sunflower, Ramble on Rose, and many, many more. So the dead would not have been the dead without this guy. What would you expect to pay for that amazing record? Yeah, exactly. Ronco. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, they they wouldn't have been who they were without this guy. No, clearly not. I have to say I wasn't that uh, aware of all that he contributed to the Grateful Dead. No. Uh, Hunter uh, had released a spate of solo albums in 1974 and 1993, but he also collaborated with others outside of that, most notably uh, Bob Dylan. On his 1988 Down in the Groove collection for Ugliest Girl in the World. Not familiar with that song. No. and uh, I know he wrote Hollaback Girl. And Silvio. He did. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How dynamic. Yeah, it was a complete departure. Uh, along with uh, serving as Dylan's primary collaborator on 2009's uh, Together Through Life. So I've never seen The Grateful Dead live, and I won't because uh, I never saw them with Jerry. So I just, um, right. you know... To me, it, it, it's not the same. However... Would you see them at Jerry Penicoli? I would not... Oh, well, I don't know. That It would probably be different. It would be different. Yeah, I think I would go see... I would do that, definitely do yeah. that. Um, I wasn't able to see them with, uh, with Trey Anastasio. I think maybe that would be the only way I would go see them. However... I've seen there's a uh, a cover band called Splintered Sunlight, and they get their name from this song, uh, "Box of Rain," and uh, and so they are amazing. And they used to perform at the old Brownies Twenty Threes like every Tuesday night. They're going to be back there. It's now called the Ardmore Music Hall, and they're going to be there um, on October fourth. Wow, so that's next week. If you've never seen Splintered Sunlight and you love the Grateful Dead, go see them. They're okay. really really good. Uh, so once again, Robert Hunter, uh, 78 years old. So sad news specifically uh, for dead fans. Uh, moving on to some other things. Uh, Lizzie Hale has praised teen climate change activist uh, Greta Thunberg as, quote, our modern-day Joan of Arc, saying that Thunberg is sitting at a round table of young women who have inspired and shaped humanity. No, she totally ignores the, the Jenners. Uh, the Swedish teenager has uh, gained international media attention in recent months for her outspoken activism on climate change. She delivered an impassioned speech to the United Nations Climate Action Summit this week, calling out world leaders for not responding to the climate crisis with more urgency. So Hale shared a photo of Thunberg at the U.N. podium writing, Our modern-day Joan of Arc, thank you for your candor, grace, logic, and beautiful anger. Uh, Wield your sword. You are sitting at a round table of young women who have inspired and shaped humanity. Uh, Then she named several other young women who have made positive 
uh, differences, and none of the genders were mentioned at all. Did Steve. you give any advice on how to get uh, Tom Hanks to visit your show? Not yet, no, but she included Ruby Bridges, Anne Frank, uh, Malala Yousafzai. I, I've always messed her name up. Yousafzai. Villanova. Uh, Yusuf Zai. Yeah, that's how it's hard. Uh, Claudette Colvin and more. So uh, she just wanted to point out a courageous young lady. Uh, out now is a new book that chronicles the story of Soundgarden titled Dark, Black, and Blue, The Soundgarden Story. The tome by author Greg Prato will begin with the band members' pre-Soundgarden days and follow their history all the way to the present, including the 2017 tragic death of Chris Cornell. The book will include all new interviews with Matt Penfield, uh, Philip Anselmo, Marky Ramon, and others. Rarely seen photos from throughout the band's history and analysis of all the band's albums and classic songs. The 453-page paperback uh, book is priced at $19.99, and the Kindle is $9.99. And Pradio said in a statement, for some odd reason, there have been a few books written about Soundgarden's career. Despite quite a few fans, such as myself, strongly feeling that not only was Soundgarden the greatest grunge band of all of them, but also one of the greatest rock bands ever. Nick, did Cameron Crowe do a, an extensive, I'm thinking he did, a documentary on the grunge period, or am I... Well, PJ20 was, was primarily about Pearl Jam, but they spent a lot of time with Chris Cornell, uh, Matt Cameron, who's in both bands, in Soundgarden and in Pearl Jam. I've uh, talked a lot about uh, singles, the movie, you know, and so... Alice in Chains, Nirvana, all of them make appearances in PJ20. So, but there hasn't been like a really no, a definitive. But if you like, even if you don't like Pearl Jam, PJ20 is a great documentary about the music from that era, and uh, they dive into all of these bands and and the impact that they made. Kathy, mm-hmm. do you think you could put one together for us? Sure, you got it <laughs> by Friday. Yes, absolutely. By Friday, yeah. and if you could do IMAX, it's great. No Thank problem. You. 3D. One last story. <laughs> Although Blink 182 has uh, just released its eighth studio album, titled Nine. And the second to feature singer-guitarist Matt Skiba in the lineup, bassist Mark Hoppus made a surprising admission in a recent interview with Vogue. If you say he's a six-year-old girl, I'll freak out. No, that's uh, the the story story we had yesterday. Uh, Speaking about the earlier era of the group, which of course featured uh, co-founder Tom DeLonge on guitar and vocals, Hoppus mused there was a real unity of spirit in that band. And when Tom was in the band, that's when Blink did its best work. Now, post-Tom, with Matt in the band, we're approaching songs differently. Uh, He said, there's no bad blood between Blank and DeLong, remarking, I talked with Tom for the first time in two years, right before we started our tour. The conversation was more about us just uh, telling each other, hey, no hard feelings. You do your thing, we'll do our thing, and it's all good. Uh, DeLong also did his part to quash any lingering rumors of animosity during a recent Chicago show with his current act, Angels and Airwaves. He told the audience, I definitely want to let you guys know, contrary to a lot of talk out there in Internet land, uh, I'm super, super, super thankful for that band. I love Mark and Travis. We still talk. We're all good. Uh, Blink plays the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento coming up on October 12th. That will be their next show. All right, and that's it for music news. I have a secret text word that you can win. And Kathy is going to give a number caller to uh, us to go and seek. 20. All right, call number 20, 215-263-WMMR. <gasps> you need to know the secret text word in order to win. We got the tickets for Disney and Concert, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas uh, with the Philly Pops coming up on October 24th at the Met. So 215-263-WMMR, call number 20. You get a crack at it, we'll grab a random text or two. We'll be back in a moment. 
93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue, presented by Wawa. Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing, featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th, it's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks and sublime. <laughs> and what I got. I, Nick, just pull, every now and then there's a there's a random text or that has zero context to it at all that you just have to go, okay. And this one just says, Chewbacca's face. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> And it made me smile, and that's a wonderful thing. So. It is good. You want to hear Nick's Wookiee sound? I, I, this is what I played before, and I was trying to figure out what it was. I was just looking at it. Uh, and they, uh, I don't uh, think that, that's a, a little bit, but I don't think that's full Wookiee, right? It have uh, to, it have to be slowed down a yeah. little bit. So uh, thank you, Wookiee face, <laughs> or Chewbacca uh, face. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so 10:35, and we still have a few things left to do as we are wrapping up today's program. And before I do the thank yous of guests and all that. I would like to give away one last item, and that is a $25 gift card from our friends at Wahoo's Tacos. Yeah, uh, Nick will be at Wahoo's tomorrow night for the 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle, and that means that you can win tickets to an Eagles game. You win a ticket to the Eagles-Jets game, and uh, they also have an autographed uh, football, autographed by Brandon Graham. We'll take call 15. I'll give you the tickets, 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget... Uh, the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle taking over a different neighborhood every Thursday night this football season. Visit WMMR.com to learn when Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle is going to be coming to your neighborhood. And by the way, they have uh, $7.50 Bud Light Towers tomorrow night. Wow. Uh, so make sure that you join them. Uh, but we will give away the gift card. And let me see. We also had to get a winner for the secret text word. And we were looking for caller number 20. So let me do this so we can clear the phone lines and give away the other thing. Hey, Devin, are you there? Yes. <laughs> you sound like you're in a John boat out in the middle of the water right now. Uh, Devin, do me a favor. Tell me what the secret text word is. It is Skellington. Skellington, yes. <laughs> Hang on the line, dude. We'll get your information, as in Jack Skellington. <laughs> this is the bad Star Wars music. Uh, we're going to give... We're gonna give Devin. <laughs> We're gonna give Devin a pair of tickets for Disney in concert. Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas with the Philly Pops, presented presented by WMMR Thursday, October twenty fourth at the the Met Philly. Uh, come in costume for Halloween and enjoy this classic movie with a live score. Tickets for both shows October twenty fourth and twenty fifth are on sale now via phillypops.org. And we grabbed a random texter, and that is Andum Andum. Adam Dyer. My name is Adam. From uh, Westchester. So Adam gets to go to the show as well. So congratulations to you, my friend. May I thank uh, may. Lis- listener Amanda. She came in today. She with her husband, uh, Jared, and uh, they brought me a scooter. Uh, Amanda has been hobbling for a while. And uh, so I just wanted to publicly thank both of them. They drove uh, in from uh, quite a distance. 
They used to come to the uh, Hershey broadcast because they lived out that way. And um, they were at the that, Burger Brawl too. They were at the Burger Brawl. They're really nice people. Amanda contacted me over Instagram, asked me if I needed it, and I said yes, please. So she brought it in, and uh, I just wanted to thank her. So thank you, Amanda. Very Ooh. nice. And I would like to thank our oh, uh, not your average listener, <laughs> Dr. David Fagenbaum, who is one of the one one of the best uh, not your average listeners I think we've ever had. We've had a lot of really good ones. Incredibly compelling. He was fantastic. He is literally fighting to find a cure for the deadly disease that he is that is trying to kill him, and he's managed to find a cure, or at least he's hesitant to say the word cure uh, for himself. And it's Castleman disease. Uh, he was awesome. He's got a book out, and it is called Chasing My Cure. And we have a, a link to that information, pictures, and all that stuff up on PrestonStay.com. There's a gala coming up. But he was amazing. He, he was. He was fantastic. Very inspiring. Sorry I didn't comment on your little move there, but it was kind of a serious thing. I was talking about Pierre, so I wanted to focus on that. But that was a lovely move on Nick's scooter just now. Thank you. Yes. I was just test driving it for him. And how did it... you going to get one of your own? <laughs> it needs power steering. <laughs> Yeah, you had a. It looks like you had a little bit of a tough time making well, corners. You, you look like you were born on one. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, it when you angle, it's kind of like a motorcycle, be, be, except that it doesn't lean. So um, you've got to be careful on that, Nikki. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the tip. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, when I interviewed Dave Grohl after he broke his leg, he was hot, he was going backstage at the E Center on one of those. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, so it's a revolution, honestly. I, I don't know what took them so long to get to that <laughs> thing. Know. It well, really is. It's, but it's a rollaway of... is a rollabout. Is that what it is? Well, the one I used to have is a rollabout. Is that what this one is? It's a period cup. No, I don't know. <laughs> but it's got a basket, and uh, I can put my bagels in it. And such. And such. And it's got a basket, and you can put your bagels in it. Yeah. You doing well today, Pierre? You slew. You slew. What? Whoa. Language. <laughs> Was that? That was a language I, I that I've been speaking all morning. <laughs> <laughs> you shudo. Yeah, you're right. There you go. As we, you're, you're a tribute to Job of the Hut. I'm nice. not going to tell you what it means. All right, fair enough. But uh, we'll need to get a letter from you. You ready? Hey, okay. right, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the Letter. D is in diggity dog. All right, hot diggity dog. We have a trip for two <laughs> to Los Angeles for the premiere of El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, October 6th through the 8th. The trip does include round trip airfare, two nights lodging in Hollywood with daily breakfast for two, passes to the premiere, and more. Uh, the Netflix television event, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, starring Aaron Paul, is going to be launched. Globally on Friday, October 11th from Sony Pictures Television. That's going to be a great trip. To oh, yeah. Two more days to go, and then we give it, hopefully, to you. A prequel of, of uh, no, Breaking Bad or it's, an after? It's an after. Okay. Yeah, it definitely follows what happens to Jesse after the end. So There's they, sequels, prequels, and sequels, um, reboots. Reboots. And, and nowquels. Yeah. yeah. And nightquels. That's right. Uh, what's Advils. happening? Today. Um, well, um, you had mentioned uh, Robert Hunter's passing, which I uh, covered at the very end of my program yesterday. Uh, so we will do. He was a, a huge lyricist with the Grateful Dead, working uh, with Garcia. So we shall do a block of the Grateful Dead. Uh, and we will also celebrate Alter Bridge and their arrival uh, into Philly uh, this evening with a workforce block and get some skillet in there. It's going to be a good show tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be a great show. Especially at the venue. Yeah, yeah. I met. 
all these bands come in, like Stone Temple Pilots came in, and uh, as they were leaving, they they kept uh, going to Jim Sutcliffe. This place is amazing. Uh, our friend Jim Sutcliffe, who does uh, so much of the promotion uh, over at Live Nation, and um, they were, you know, um, Eric, the drummer, said, we should come back and do a residency here. <laughs> I mean, bands love the place. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got, um, you. it's deceptive if you're in the audience, but it's got one of the most gigantic stages. Oh, yeah. First of all, backstage is huge right. behind that curtain. Right. Yeah. And didn't you say the Philly Pops are going to play there? Usually Pops they are going to play there. Yep. They mm-hmm. usually play at the Academy. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that it can accommodate an orchestra tells you how big the stage is. And yeah. the the feeling is uh, with performers, from what I understand, is that they when they they're on stage there, they just they go all out because it's just it's just conducive to a great performance. Well, when you look out from the stage, you see you know a la uh, Carnegie Hall-style yeah. structure or Academy of Music kind of structure, although a very uh, much smaller version of that, you know, uh, 19, uh, 1900, whatever it was, Opera House. Uh, I think I was talking to Sutcliffe when I w- was there for uh, an event, and they, when the stage is empty, they set up a basketball court on the stage. It's <laughs> like a, a, an actual... Wow. Yeah. Size, full-size basketball court, NBA-size basketball That's court. awesome. That yeah, I forgot that. That's yeah. true. So, the Harlem Globetrotters could play there then, right? Yep. Well, maybe they will. Uh, we'll have uh, also a block of Led Zeppelin. Uh, looking back on John Bonham, we sadly lost him today. Uh, it's also National One-Hit Wonder Day, so we've got to get some one-hit wonders in. Oh, uh, nice. I'm thinking a, a song Bill would really like, uh, Kaja Goo Goo, oh, Too shy. shy. He's all over that. He hush, hush. loved that song. He loves and, Jamal. Yeah, he has a, a tribute to Kaja Goo Goo on his wall, um, <laughs> in fact. so you know, I think we'll, a great topic would be greatest one-hit wonder from... Decade, and then you got to pick the decade. Oh yeah, because I've got one for the eighties. I think that probably personifies. Let's hear it. All of the one hit wonders. It's um, "Come On Eileen." I think. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why, Great but song. that that personifies the nineteen eighties for me as cool. far as one hit wonders go. Very cool. Remember the Romantics, What I Like About You? Yep. That was a great one. I Absolutely. One. Yep. They had a couple of other songs, but that Talking was Talking In Your one. Sleep was Talk- another yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we will we might get into a few of those. Cool, man. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, too. The Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan and Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And also Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness black card and you can bring a workout buddy with you every visit. Tomorrow on the program, we'll have a band who's performing tonight at the Met, of which we were just talking about. Dirty Honey will be here and they'll perform awesome. live in our studio. And we'll have those things and more. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. What the f- is a magpie? Next message. I just want to say happy anniversary to my husband, Shelton. I love you, baby. Next message. This goes out to the left and worthless coward, Sharpie Sheriff, who left a note on my car about my driving. Call me a huge d- Yo, f- 7.45, 11 a.m., 1.30 p.m. Every day, Monday through Friday, I am in that same spot. You got a f***ing problem with me, come have a conversation. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.